days, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers in the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror.
hey, this is Amanda Burse at Texas Frightmares. Keep listening to The Horror Returns, or I'll come and get you. This is the podcast that proves the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie, uh, sometimes not a horror movie. It might be a little little different sometimes, as you know, if you've listened to us for a while. Uh, but we will more always... comic style. Yeah, a lot of comic stuff. Um, <laughs> we will always go back and find a classic work with similar themes, which is obviously, you know, sometimes going to be a horror movie, sometimes not. We look at both similarities and differences between the two films. And our goal is to explore how our perceptions of what we're checking out remain the same from generation to generation. Uh, but we also want to point out how the presentation can change based on the social and political climate of the times. We do include spoilers for the new film. However, we will wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature, and we will let you know before we do so with a spoiler alert. If you don't wish to hear the spoilers, simply turn us off at that point. We promise you won't miss a thing. We generally assume that uh, you guys have probably already seen the, the older film, so we're always going to have spoilers when we are discussing anything that has been out for at least a year. Uh, the other thing that we may do from time to time is use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and horror movies tend to be uh, R-rated, um, so you can pretty much expect us to be too. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, uh, Brian and Philip. And uh, tonight, uh, we've got a very special guest back with us again, and that's uh, Denny Lewis of the After Midnight Podcast. What, uh, hey, what hey, all... everybody. What's going on? Hey, Denny, what all, what all do you guys have planned these days for the show? Uh, we just, uh, well, thank you for having me back on again, uh, Lance, Brian, and uh, Hennessy. Uh, What's up, man? <laughs> uh, basically, uh, we just wrapped up uh, episode 51 this week. Uh, it's actually our first ever two-parter series uh, where we're looking into rock and roll myths and legends. Uh, oh, I, have, I had on my friend uh, Jeffrey Strange to discuss this. We we we, we delved into uh, Robert Johnson and then uh, and the Devil at the Crossroads, the 27 Club, uh, did Jim Morrison fake his death? Uh, the Almond Brothers, were they really cursed? Um, uh, the similarities between Tim and Jeff Buckley. They were, they were a fa- uh, uh, father and son singer and songwriters who only met each other like once, but whose life, careers, and basically their deaths almost seem kind of uh, parallel to each other. Uh, so we discussed that. And then next week we got part two where we discussed Leonard Skinner, uh, Kiss, uh, Mama Cass, you know which one that is, uh, and a whole bunch of other ones. It's uh, it was a fun uh, it was a fun time. We we cut it in two parts because it was like a, we we were pretty much recorded for like five hours. Oh wow! I don't <laughs> think people would be interested in hearing a, a five hour podcast. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a bit much, man. You got got material for a couple of weeks. So the Mama Cass thing was that the uh, chicken bone thing or whatever or chicken sandwich uh, the, or the, the the ham sandwich ham that they sandwich. Said. Okay. Uh, yeah, we talked about out of all of them. I think the one I got the most enjoyment out of is when we uh, we tried to debunk uh, Gene Simmons. Uh, uh, I guess uh, <laughs> notches okay. on his bed uh, on on his bedpost. Uh, sure, you know conspiracy. <laughs> it, I don't know about you. Can we talk about this here for a second? Did you guys uh, ever see that yeah. Gene Simmons uh, sex tape? 
<laughs> no, I never did. <laughs> it's not the kind of stuff you cover on the Horror Returns. Not Gene really. Simmons from Kiss. Uh, let's just <laughs> say he, he introduces himself. <laughs> his technique uh, was not very impressive. And if it's not that impressive, I kind of doubt that whole 4,000 uh, women uh, uh, theory that he kind of puts out. It, it, it almost seems unbelievable. Right. I don't so, know, man. He was, a, he was a rock star, you know? I it, Like, I, he could pull any woman from the audience that he wanted to and just take her backstage. I, I, I feel like very possible. I, I, I doubt Wilt Chamberlain more than I doubt Gene Simmons. Well, here's the thing. We go on to compare uh, Gene Simmons' numbers to Mick Jagger's numbers. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. And uh, I, I'll give Mick Jagger this. At least when he was a younger man, he was kind of like a good-looking dude. We also get into one of my favorite ones, like probably the first ever one I ever heard in my life. And that was basically the whole Mick Jagger, uh, David Bowie uh, oh, night yeah. of passion. Heard that one before. <laughs> what? <laughs> you never heard this story? <laughs> they had a devil's three-way or what? <laughs> no, it's just the two of them. Oh, wow. No, I never heard that story. So back that in like, would be interesting. <laughs> back in 1990, uh, uh, David Bowie's ex-wife, Angie, started making, like, after they got, I guess, separated, she started making the rounds on, like, the talk show tours. You know, she, she was doing, like, Joan Rivers, uh, Howard Stern, all that stuff, all that. And when she first appeared, she kind of dropped the bombshell. Like, she came home one day, and um, and her, um, her uh, housekeeper told her not to go into her bedroom because there was someone in there. Now, according to Angie, this was kind of normal, so she just suspected that David was in there with another woman. Okay. Uh, so she just went in, in there anyway, and according to her, when she went in, her original story is when she went in, she saw Bowie and Jagger in the throes of passion. Whoa. <laughs> the next time she appeared on a show, she said, well, they were naked and sleeping beside each other, but I don't know what they were doing before that, so... It's something that's kind of stuck with them ever since. Huh. Wow. Never this, heard that. So you, so, you, <laughs> so you researched it for the show, Denny. Is that is that true or is it an urban legend? Uh, what's pretty much I would I would kind of say it's still up in the air because right? the thing is nobody has ever denied this rumor. It's almost like uh, they just left it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, well, uh, Angie Bowie imagine- kind of backtracked on it but she, you know she never fully came out and denied what happened that night i mean i imagine bowie was probably definitely bisexual and it wouldn't totally surprise me probably, think Jagger definitely was. so <laughs> i i could see that happening it's craziness though maybe for Jagger, there was like no women left in england for him to yeah know, to uh <laughs> I guess conquer, so we had to move on to a the little next bit of variety. <laughs> oh man! Hey, uh, Brian, Brian, you haven't chimed in on this, man. Uh, I have nothing to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys ready to move to cool of the week? My cool of the week right now is actually uh, uh, American Gods. There you I, go. I, yeah, I, I ran through the whole thing. There's a little more penis in it than I'd like to see. But, <laughs> but in general, the show is great. Um, 
I run it in uh, to the the Mick Jagger story because there is a uh, a gay sex scene that is super uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was watching that at work. I kind of I kind of yeah. it. <laughs> it's like, wow, that was uh, that was that was a little much, <laughs> but. But the show is super cool. Uh, that great use of music throughout. Um, very uh, artsy, quirky, cool, and uh, that's that's right up my alley, man. I liked it. It was it was good. What about you? Book of- um, I went back. I haven't been watching uh, a lot of stuff lately, but uh, I went back. Well, first off, I actually finally got a chance to sit down and watch the season finale of last year's Game of Thrones a whole year after it came out. And this this was phenomenal. Uh, I, I love the way, uh, especially towards the end when they kind of uh, showed all three people rising to power with, you know, like Jon Snow and Cersei and, uh, and Daenerys. Uh I'm finally glad that, you know, Daenerys is finally on a boat headed to Westeros and, you know, ready to wreck some shit. Right. Uh, I'm glad that Jon Snow is the king of the north. Uh, I'm not buying the um, I'm not buying the the supposed, um, I guess, uh, uh, conflict between Jon and um and Sansa, I think Sansa might be really onto like what Littlefinger's trying to do, and I think she's trying to play him this time. Uh, it was a yeah. really good episode. Uh, outside of that, I went back uh, Amazon Prime and I started uh, going back through season one of Unsolved Mysteries, oh. and I forgot how great this show was. I was hooked on every episode, especially I think uh, I think it was halfway through season one where they. Um, they did like a, I suppose it was like a ninety-minute special on Alcatraz, uh, where they told the story of these three guys who escaped, and then they tried to recreate the, the escape because the bodies were never found, so nobody was ever sure if they if they got away or if they drowned or whatever. Uh, so they basically hire like these three guys to kind of make like the, the a makeshift raft <laughs> to test it on. They leave these guys out in the water and they get this triathlon uh, dude mm-hmm. to go and swim from Alcatraz Island all the way to uh, San Francisco Bay. And he was able to do it. He did it in like a couple of hours. And like when he got out, apparently he had to go running or something so he wouldn't get hypothermia. The poor guys on the life rest, they didn't make it. I think they got like uh, a quarter of a mile out and before they gave up and were like, well, fuck it. Uh, we couldn't do it. They called for help, huh? They pretty much. Well, they got this. They, they, I, Someone who I'd never seen before. I, I always knew like Unsolved Mysteries is having like Robert Stack, but apparently he had somebody sure. else with him. Some some woman who had like this, this Ziggy Stardust haircut or something. <laughs> and she's on a boat. And she's just like talking to them from the boat. So like the boat would pull up to them on the raft and she put her microphone down and they would talk and then they'd be like, okay, that's all we have for now. And then the boat would just kind of like, you know, drive away and and (laughs) leave it there on the raft. Wow. It was pretty bizarre. But it was good stuff. Uh, A lot of good stories that uh, some of them that I I totally remembered from when I was a kid. Right. And I was like, oh, man, man. it is old school. I can't wait to dig into season two. Huh. Uh, Amazon Prime, huh? Amazon Prime. I, it's been on there for a while. 
because uh, somebody was telling me about that, but it just recently finally came on uh, Canadian Amazon Prime. So that's where I was like, I just decided, let me, well, let me see if it's finally on here. And I went on to Amazon Prime and boom, there it was. And it was no hey, looking check back. Check that out. I used to love that show. And that's all I got. <laughs> Brian? Uh, I got a couple things. Um, first, I'm still going through this, uh, these movie picks from our Facebook group. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, got, okay. I got one more in. Only 127 uh, more to go. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ricky Morgan from the, the Hail Main Power Hour suggested this one, and it was Red Sonja. I have not seen this movie since I was a kid. Right. Bridget Nielsen. Yep. Bridget Nielsen. I don't know Arnold. that I've ever seen it. Yeah, it has Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a oh. not Conan, but Conan-type character. Oh, which maybe it, I have. Which makes no sense, because they're in the same universe in the comics. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's okay, you know. It's Brigitte Nielsen playing a a female Conan type character, basically, and yeah, it was okay. I I, I give it a five, five out of ten. A little, a little more <laughs> interesting brutal. when she was in it with uh, Flava Flav, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and my other uh, cool little week, um, I watched a movie we reviewed uh, the trailer for a uh, French film called Raw. The oh, cannibal. Oh, nice! Right. And um, talked about that. Yeah, I just happened. We just happened to be watching it at the same time, and he invited me to come on his show to talk about it. I'm not going to give anything away because it's uh, rarely new. Um, let's just say I kind of I liked it, but the trailer made it to be something that it's not. And. Hmm. I think I gave it a score. I think I gave it a six out of five. I like the story. I like the actors, right. but I the, I thought I was getting something else. Kind of like six out of five. Yeah, or, I mean, I'm sorry. I was six point five oh, out of ten. Oh, okay. Sorry. okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Was going to be my next question. Wow, okay. Man, that's, <laughs> Thank that's you for that. Really kick ass. <laughs> but uh, yeah, totally expected another movie. And um, at times, uh, I kind of wanted that movie, but Mm -hmm. overall, the story was was okay. And um, there was a quite a uh, there was some good practical effects in here. So that was on my list. man. It is out there for people to view. So I do recommend uh, you watch it. You know, you might not like it. You might like it. It's one of them type of movie. It is subtitled, too. So is it kind of neon demon ish? Um. Not to that extent, but okay. I would oh, probably <laughs> maybe I, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't lump it in there with Neon Demon. Okay, cool. Gotcha. And uh yeah, that's pretty much all I've seen. All right, cool. I, I really uh I mean I've had a he- super hectic week, so I really don't have too much of a cool a cool of the week. I just simply get ready for the leftovers finale this week and hope hoping that they tie everything together and Lindelof doesn't do his normal, you know, cop-out ending like he did with Lost. And as long as they tie everything together and make it satisfying, I'll be happy with it. But it's a, it's a fun show to watch. I guess that'd be my cool of the week. So, yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's it, guys. Y'all want to move on to headlines? Sure, hit us. Um, <laughs> uh, we got another spinoff movie coming. This time okay. with female characters Silver Sable and Black Cat called Silver and Black. Uh, <laughs> Silver Sable was always my jam. That chick is so hot. <laughs> uh, the, 
I haven't seen Silver Sable in a comic book since like 1993. <laughs> I know, me neither. Right. I have. I don't even remember what she looks like, but I remember she was hot. <laughs> and again, I don't even know if this coincides with the current Spider-Man um, director announced. Um, I've heard of some of the movies she's done, but never heard of her. Gina Prince by the Wood is her name. What? By the Wood? By the Wood. Prince by the Wood. Uh, movies, movie she's is this, done. Is that a is, gimmick name or something, or is that like kind of sounds? Like, kind of sounds like it, doesn't it? It's hyphenated. Oh, okay. Prince by the Wood. Uh, by movie she's done. Uh, Secret Life of Bees. Loving basketball. I <laughs> don't know where. I don't know what direction they're going with this movie. Whoa, that's wow. <laughs> um, I, I'm actually pretty interested in finally seeing Black Cat on the on the screen. I know she's a. Uh, you know, a bit of a uh, a Catwoman ripoff, but I, I always mm-hmm. thought uh, I was always interested in her and Spider Man and their dynamic in the comic books. Right? Me too. Uh, yeah. So I, I would actually kind of like to see. It's like, what are they going to do with this uh, with this current Spider Man one? Because apparently, I heard that the love interest for this movie is supposed to be Liz Allen, and it's yeah. like. Really, you're just like burning through all these, just burning through all these women in his life. <laughs> Any, anyone he's ever known, huh? Exactly. Yeah. I would always assume that they would probably start off with. I, I was always hoping that they would kind of start off with Betty Brandt. Okay. Yeah. Betty yeah, Brandt was always hot to me. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Um, do you think Sony is going to be able to make this? universe work because i don't even know if it even includes the tom holland spider-man uh well there's uh, i i don't know i heard (laughs) rumblings that apparently there's already some trouble between sony and marvel again and apparently once they got once this agreement is done because it's only set for x amount of films sony's gonna scrap it all again and start over again so it's kind of like well what the fuck you know it's like (laughs) We this 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 franchise has been like rebooted three times. The first movie's not even twenty years old yet, right? And, and this is already the third incarnation of this of this franchise. And it's kind of like, well, you know, just let it be. You know, I, I don't know. I don't even. I'm not even excited for Spider Man Homecoming. It looks good, but it's kind of like, well, I'm I'm not. I have no interest in. It. I've just seen it so many times already. Been there, done that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Do you remember, I am excited remember, about Venom, though. In 2002, people were, like, busting nuts over Spider-Man. Because this is going to be the first time they were going to see him in an actual movie. Right. You it know? was good. And here we are, less than 20 years later, we've had... There's going to be a sixth Spider-Man movie with three different actors, th- th- a third reboot. It's like, how many times can they keep dropping the ball with this character? Yeah. <laughs> They got oh, it right man. with Spider-Man 2. That's it. Right. Leave it. <laughs> well, he's a popular yeah, I feel character. Like, I feel like Marvel's going to do a good job with it, man. And I'm actually excited about the Venom thing. I know nobody else really is. But... Yeah, but Venom, Venom's <laughs> not Marvel, dude. Venom, Venom's going to be a Sony one, isn't it, Brian? No, I know. Yeah. yeah. But I, I I think that they're kind of taking it in a cool direction where it's more of a horror movie standalone thing with just Venom and no Spider-Man. I mean, you know, totally total departure from the comics, and I'm sure it's going to make a lot of like hardcore fans pissed off. But uh, I, I think if they do it right and just take it in a completely different direction, it, it 
it might be fun to watch. Right. I'm pissed off that they stole Bane. (laughs) 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 Okay. Um, So we got some Conjuring 3 news. Um, The next movie will not involve a haunted house or possessions. Okay. What what they is it gonna, gonna, what is it going to involve? They haven't announced it yet, but they said they are probably most likely going away from what was done in the previous uh, films. Okay. So hey, uh, so we got Denny here with us, and you know, obviously on your show, you guys talk about a lot of hauntings and things like that. Um, what would you pick uh, for the Conjuring Three, Denny? Can you think of a case file that you might I, consider? I was actually hoping they were going to tackle an exorcism. That'd be ah. fun. It was. Uh, I did an episode a few weeks ago about uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, uh, Maurice uh, Frenchy Therio, who lived out in Maine, right. uh, who is actually one of the first um, video recorded cases of an exorcism being performed. And you could see this guy as it's being done and his his skin is starting to bubble and kind of rip and his mouth almost seems like it's being uh, stuck together like that that scene from the Matrix. You remember like when yes, when yes. Spit and Neo's mouth starts to kind of close, it starts to look like that, and they you know they kind of get whatever is in them out, but it doesn't stay gone. It eventually comes back after a few years, mm-hmm. and it's such a great story. And it's it's not and it wouldn't have the happy ending that people are used to with the series. Okay, let's see. Um, previously, we talked about um, the Blob remake um, yes. that was going to have uh, Sam Jackson in it. Uh, yep. Holly Berry is in talks to be in this movie also. Uh-oh. Any hmm. thoughts? I, um, I don't know. I like, the, I like the concept of another Blob movie if it's done right. I don't... Yeah, I mean, me would too. those two go together well, do you guys think? Would they, would they play off each other, or is he going to be too too out there you know uh, it depends uh, what kind, it depends what sam jackson you get for that movie yeah right yeah the one that yells a lot probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucking blob in my motherfucking movie theater well and halle berry you know i mean she does a lot of uh thrillers sure. I, I feel like she kind of has played the same role over the past 10 movies that she's done so mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it'll be the same thing on this one. What was the like, name of that WWE movie she did? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. She with played the, like an operator or something. And the girl like was the the girl was locked in the trunk being yeah. kidnapped. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. That was a WWE movie. Yeah, it really? was a uh, well, yeah they're, WWE they're, Studios. They're mm-hmm. wacky that way because like they'll <laughs> basically they'll basically put in a little bit of money. To help uh, produce sure. these movies and then claim it as a WWE studio movie, okay. Even oh. though like they probably put in like uh, maybe like ten percent of the film's budget in, so it, they, they kind of, they're kind of wacky that way because the, their own self-produced movies don't do well at all. So they figure we'll just kind of just attach put, our we'll, we'll put, put in some money and attach it exactly, kind of like with Oculus. Once this right. once Oculus became like a a, you know, a success. You know, then all of a sudden it's like, well, we're just going to start doing this more and more often. And all we're going to do is probably put like one of our, our, our jabroni wrestlers in there for like three seconds as a, <laughs> a police officer or Get a guy getting a, in there. a churro oh, like, in the street or something. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but that's that's what I'm talking about. The nine one one operator that she played. She's in right, that right. new movie, uh, yeah, whatever the fuck it's called. Kidnap. Where kid kidnapped? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually out yet, but I mm-hmm. watched it. It's it's not bad. Pretty good movie, huh? <laughs> but it's it's the same shit that she plays. It's exactly like the nine one one operator when it's just you know. Slightly different, but same concept. And so it's it's sad when you see it because, like, um, you know, I notice it with like a lot of actors. Once they start getting older, mm-hmm. they get like pigeonholed into those certain types of roles, right? And it gets to like now she's playing a certain role, but like in ten years she'll be playing like the grandmother in like every movie, kind of like how Robert De Niro was like uh, the wacky old dad in almost every movie he plays in now. Yeah, sure. Although she's fifties and still, still looks high. good, yeah. Still yeah. smoking hot. She, huh? she still looks super young, man. She can still get away with uh, maybe even late twenties if she needed to. Wow, oh, well, let's take it easy there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch, Philip. <laughs> okay, on I do, to I do hear prob- you, man. I hear on to our probably biggest news of the week: a director that we've talked about quite a bit on here. Adam Wingard is going yes. to direct Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, I like it until, until he did uh, the, the, the new Blair Witch movie. Oh, yeah. Was this so impressed with that one? What, what, has this, what has this gentleman done, by the way? Uh, he's done The Guest, uh, You're Next, and um, there's something else I'm forgetting. He's done, he's done a lot of stuff with, he, he's done a lot of writing, and he shows up a lot too in, in different, he's part of that uh, that mumblecore group of about is, five the, or six directors. He's done a lot of like ABCs of Death, VHS segments, shorter films, basically. The Guest was of. the, uh, what, the Joel Edgerton uh, film with? Uh... Uh, no, The Guest had the guy who plays uh, Legion. Uh, Dan Dan Stevens. Okay, okay. Oh. And he came, yeah, he came back. He came to this family and said, you know, hey, I served with your son. We served together in the military, and he died. But uh, he just wanted me to come and tell you how much he loved you, and he was thinking of you guys all the time. And then he kind of like worms his way into the family. It's kind of a thriller. It's actually a really good movie. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, Denny, you should check it out, man. It's just call me guest. There, it, he's good with stories, so. Uh... Mm-hmm. I, as long as the writing's good, I think he can pull it off. Yeah, well, he always works with that guy Simon Barrett. They're they were they're like yeah. a writing crew. Is is, is Barrett going to be the the sc- uh, screenwriter on this one, Brian, or is he getting away from uh, him? Or uh, I don't know. I think they a- might be getting away from each other. I'm not sure, but you right. know, then again, they they work so closely together. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if if he's not attached that he be brought on. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a big time yeah. movie, though, man. I imagine that uh, the producers have a whole lot of say in what's going to go on here. They're breaking. So, they're breaking. They're Adam Wingard may not exactly get what he wants. Right. They're, they're putting a lot of faith into these uh, smaller directors because uh, I forget, I can't remember his name. The Trick or Treat director is doing Godzilla. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we t- we talk about that on the show all the time. Yeah. And um, we got a still release date on Godzilla vs. King Kong, uh, May 22nd, 2020. Hey, my birthday. And uh, that is all the news we have. All right. So uh, you guys ready to take a little trip to the trailer park? Hell yeah. Okay. The first one we are going to talk about is What the Waters Left Behind, (laughs) starring Victoria Morete. 
Okay. Mirta Busanelli. Oh my gosh. Uh, Luciano sure Nicholas Onete. Okay. <laughs> Italian people well, that you've never heard of. What, is this a Jalo movie or what? I don't know. Um, no synopsis was on IMDb. No release date. So, um, you guys, uh, what did you think of this one? Because to me, I kind of felt like I've seen maybe two or three different films that was mashed into this one trailer. Oh, I yeah. definitely noticed that as well. This movie was like, I was just like, I actually watched the trailer this morning before I went to work, and this trailer was just like bananas. Yeah, I'm watching, yeah. and it's like the the opening part with the flood. It's like it almost seemed like it was trying to be like one of those um, those true those based on a true story movies, kind of like yeah. the mm-hmm. Phoenix Light movie from a few uh, months ago, right? Like a docudrama. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, it turned into it turned into like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, that's I, I exactly got that vibe. Like Either that or a Rob Zombie movie, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. That, and there's sex in the trailer on top of that. Right. Uh, it was like it was it, it, it was it was kind of like like I said, it was like kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But when you start to see all these other uh, villains in the movie, it kind of took it and how it started to get a bit ridiculous after it right. reminded me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. Oh right. Uh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, it, basically, it was just I was hooked on it. Actually, I'm excited for this movie for when it comes out. Um, they 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 had so much. They basically threw so much at you in such small doses that it kind of intrigued me. Mm-hmm. And it was like I'm kind of down for this movie. Yeah, I was I was interested in it too. It it did, it did kind of look to me like it was similar to some some other stuff we've seen. But I mean, that's kind of the the theme of our podcast every week. You know, I mean, what what movie's not similar to something else? But uh, yeah, I mean, there was enough enough in there. It got really interesting. At, at first, it kind of reminded me of like the flood after New Orleans. I thought it was going to be kind of like a uh, a post Katrina movie or something okay. like that, but uh, yeah, once they started getting into the, you know, where they had the they they had the people, um, I guess, trussed up or whatever, ready to ready to send them to the slaughter, and then like you were saying, the the people that were having sex out in the in the van or whatever. And I don't know, was there like a rape scene toward the end, or was that uh, I I caught that too, yeah. That was kind of weird. I mean, it's got my attention for sure. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. I, I don't think it's an American production. It looked like it was. Uh, no, I think it's uh, Spanish. I think. Ah, from the okay. sound of it, some sort of some sort of Latin factor in there. Yeah, whether it's Italian or Spanish or whatever, I felt like it was a little all over the place. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, but hey, the slasher movies are coming back. And right. uh, that's definitely what this looks like, uh, and and I'll I'll check it out. You know, it's uh, hard to pass judgment on it so far, just because the like I said, it was all over the place. But well, I'll check it out. Kind of touching on what Lance said, you know, like when when they're showing the floods at the beginning, I thought this was going to be like uh, almost some kind of like a supernatural horror movie that, like, maybe uh, I don't know some. Spirits came when the floods came, or the spirits Swamp caused thing. the floods, and all of a sudden, it just like you see that like mystery van uh, just appear out of nowhere, and people are getting 
dying, getting they're fucking each other in there, and all of a sudden right. the guy's wrapping his, his tape around his head, and it's like, what the oh, hell yeah. is happening? What was here? up for that? Yeah, it's <laughs> 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 fucking weird. The whole okay, thing. I found. I found a little bit of what the movie's about. The people in the van apparently are going to this place to shoot a documentary, and supposedly nobody survived, and there's nobody mm. living in this area. So is this alleg- is it allegedly based on a true story or what? Uh, doesn't say. There's not really much on this movie. You you were saying, Denny? I, I'm, I'm trying to remember because it's been a long time since I saw the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What were those kids in the van originally going to do? I thought they were just like uh, going across the state party in or something. Oh, they're just going on know. a road trip then. As far as I know, it was just like a basic road trip, you know. Okay, kids, so they they weren't through. also going to film a documentary as well. Yeah, definitely wasn't that. I mean, there was maybe some kind of family function or something like that, but but they were just. They they were kind of just uh, kids on the road in the seventies, you know. They may uh, not have even specified. They were just you know driving through and got stuck. <laughs> That's one way I to put it. I can't really remember it, but <laughs> um, didn't, they, didn't they pick up a hitchhiker that ended up cutting herself and just acting yeah. crazy? Oh yeah, I got him into trouble. <laughs> I gotta go back and watch that. We gotta put that. Yeah, with That's something a good movie. Soon. And the fact that you just kept complaining throughout the whole entire ride, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll, uh, we'll, maybe we'll put these two together, Brian. Yeah, our YouTube video of the week, man. We're gonna, we'll make it happen. With there Texas you Chains. go. Yes. Uh, like I said, no release date on this one, but I will keep everyone posted. Um, let's see, our next trailer we're gonna review is the Monster Project. Starring Yvonne Zima, Justin Bruning, Toby Hemingway, and directed by Victor Mathau. <laughs> uh, synopsis on this. A recovering drug addict takes a job with a documentary, another documentary, crew, um, <laughs> who, plan, who, who plans to interview three subjects who claim to be real-life monsters. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, I actually really like the preview for this oh, one. I'm man. super excited for this. I, I, I it, we it has were, I thought we a were lot of with found footage. Come on, uh, I like the found footage movies. It has a lot of potential to be trash, but uh, uh, on the on the off chance that it's good, uh, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, this is this is one of those bad Netflix movies that I will watch <laughs> no matter what. <Okay>. You know, <laughs> so we'll. We'll see, man, but it, it, it looks interesting to me. Uh, I don't know. The, the, the <laughs> fact that it's already a found footage thing, and you know, for me, found footage films are more missed than hit. Uh, you know, especially uh, the last one I ever watched. What was that movie called? I think it was called Apollo 18. Yeah. And that was like the worst movie I had ever seen in my life. I would have to agree I would have <laughs> to agree heard with of that you. one. What, what was it called? Apollo 18. It was Apollo about like the, 18. Yeah, it was supposedly like the last mission, okay. Apollo mission to uh, to the moon, where apparently they found something up there. Oh man! Oh right, I remember that. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah, that was, that was like six years ago. Man. That was the last one. Last one you saw, Denny. After that, I was like, for "Fuck you. found footage movies. <laughs> right. This movie is the worst. I would be embarrassed." 
First of all, the movie was like what seventy less than eighty minutes long. Right? They should be even embarrassed. Like the producer should be embarrassed to put that in a theater and call that an actual movie (laughs) and charge people money to go see it. Okay. (laughs) And not only that, I'm waiting for something to happen because I remember when I saw the commercial, I was like, "Oh man, this looks kind of interesting. Oh, what could they? What could they be doing?" And I was so bored throughout the movie. Is that what it was? Like the alien rocks? Yes. Oh, yeah. No. Okay, I remember. The guy touched the <laughs> rock and it was like, "What the hell is going on here?" And I was just like, "What?" It was seventy something minutes. It felt like forever. I hadn't been that. It's very rare where I watch a movie and it's like that's really short that just feels like forever. And I, one of the last movies I saw like that was actually um, uh, "Don't Breathe," and I just I couldn't get into "Don't Breathe." Mm-hmm. And it just felt so long for such a short running time. And it was the same with that movie. And the fact that we're seeing these people interview, I don't know, a, a demon and a vampire and a jabroni. It's like, <laughs> what, the hell? what is this? <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not impressed at all. Brian, what do you Today's think, show is sponsored by WWE. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm kind of on the same level as Phil. Um it it's probably trash, but it might be something. It might be trashy good. And, One man's trash is another's treasure, huh? Yeah, it's worth the risk. Definitely, <laughs> it's not. It's not something I'll go to the theater and seek out. Right, I'd definitely be a Netflix <laughs> pick. Well, let, let me ask you: this. Do you actually think this movie's going to get a theatrical release? Oh, God. probably somewhere. No, not not here. <laughs> you don't, I'll tell you, you that right so? now. You don't see that. No, God, no! It's gonna be a straight to yeah. straight to like VOD or Netflix or some shit like that. Maybe in which theatrical case, release in, in Kazakhstan or something. Yeah, know. right. There you go. Like I'll even I'll I'll VOD this one. I'd pay six dollars to see this, man. Six? Oh, why man. don't you just wait till it's like on Netflix? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm just saying I if it's even... VOD. I, I I don't fucking pay for movies you know we have, we have, <laughs> i'll watch it <laughs> we have a we have a, like a something called a dollar cinema here where they play the movies oh, for yeah, like 250 sure. i wouldn't even pay 250 to go see this movie uh, i wouldn't even go uh, see maybe, this movie harsh, if they paid man. me 250 dude, to harsh. go see it <laughs> <laughs> <That's even worse. laughs> look it's got potential to be super creepy <laughs> but it's also got potential to be trash so it's it's hard to say well, uh, Phil, have your six dollars ready because it's coming out August eighteenth. Ah, yeah. done deal. I'm gonna watch it. Um, <laughs> on to something that I'm really interested in: um, Oat Studio Volume One from Neil Blomkamp. And, right. Uh, not a uh, not really a lot out on this other than the the little teaser trailer mm-hmm. they uh, put out. Right. Um, from what I've seen from the trailer, it's going to have Sigourney Weaver, Dakota Fanning. And from what I understand, this is going to be a collection of short films, and he's going to stream them on a gaming short platform films. called Steam. Oh, oh, come on, man. Are you serious? Really? Yep. Steam well, is kind of a deal. It's a weird thing to put a movie out on. That's but, bizarre. Yeah, that's yeah. bizarre. It's actually and, kind of bizarre because the trailer actually looked pretty good. I, I actually right. I really, I really right. like the look of the alien in this movie. And to kind of just be like, well, we're going to make this movie and just release it on, on you know, on str- to, we're just going to release it on a streaming site. It's almost like what a waste. This this movie has, but it actually has potential. I would 
if I would see a little bit more, I might be interested to actually go and pay money to go see this in the theater. I might even right. pay yeah. money to go see it in IMAX or in 3D or some shit. It's got a District 9 kind of feel to it, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it may just be a big fuck you to Ridley Scott. I don't know. <laughs> I was kind of wondering, especially when you said Sigourney Weaver, so is Michael Bean in this yeah. also? We can only hope. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Ridley, Ridley pulled, the, pulled the, the rug out from under Neil, didn't he? Yes, yeah. He did. Stupid name for a fucking movie, let me say. But That's it looks damn interesting. Sure. Yeah, what, like, Oats, yeah. what, what is it called again? Oats 1? Oat, Oat, well, it's what? it's Oats Volume One, but oh, I guess I guess he's his uh, studio that he just uh, recently uh, came out with his Oats Studio. So okay, uh, um, I'll definitely check might, it out. Any chance they might change the name of that eventually to something else? <laughs> Anything would, else? I would highly suspect so. Honey bunches think, of oats. I think <laughs> he's just trying to get his studio out there. Hollow notes. <laughs> Cream of wheat, uh, volume one. <laughs> Scary movie, 27. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, no release date on this one either, but it is due to come out this year. And it's... I, wow. I was, I was wondering which Fanning was in that movie, because it's like... Mm-hmm. It's like, I see Elle in a lot of movies. No, not like a lot of movies, but I've seen Elle now in more movies than I've seen Dakota in. Right. And it's good to yeah. kind of see Dakota back in a movie again. Yeah, I'm almost certain this is Dakota. They're both pretty good, though. Like, I like them. I don't know. L left that horrible taste in my mouth after Neon Demons. Uh, yeah, uh, see, I haven't seen. Y'all were talking about that earlier tonight. I haven't. I still haven't seen that movie. Yeah, we were I talking seen about it either. We were we were talking about Neon Demon the Weird. last time I was on the show too. By the way, oh, I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. Not about that <laughs> and i buried that movie six feet under right um, <laughs> you've seen it um, right? no um i think i've never watched it because of denny uh, but, okay. but people i have had some people to, tell me to check it out but yeah it's just it's, super slow and it never really gets anywhere very artsy uh, there, there's been a lot of people talking crazy online lately uh but we'll get to that a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> um, that's all the trailers we have. All right, cool. So, uh, Philip, we got any uh, feedback this week? That's the problem with yeah. iTunes reviews is you you got to use some kind of a weird uh, combination of letters and numbers or something like that because you got to pick something no one else has. Yeah, and uh, let us know, man, if this is you. Uh, it's SN Duff Daddy one uh, writes hmm. great podcast. Love hearing what's around the corner for the new stuff, as well as the nostalgia factor of discussing older movies. Uh, great insights, and the guys are a lot of fun to listen to. Check that out. Appreciate it, man. Awesome, cool. Have, have, you, have you guys got a negative review yet on uh, on uh, iTunes? No, no. Uh, fuck you, man. Has it come on? <laughs> <laughs> but tell us, tell us That's about, tell suck. us how that how that is, Denny. <laughs> 
Who's who's well, I got, who's fuck you man or fuck you man or something? The the the, the fuck you man f u h q m a n uh, left me a, a one star review because he hated the he hated the fact that we talked too much and didn't get to the topic right oh, away. It is a podcast. And I actually got and I actually got another uh, the person that imposed it on iTunes. He he actually sent me a personal message. Oh yeah, telling me he does not uh, and I quote he does not care how long I've known my friends for. Uh, and then he huh. called the uh, he called it all chaff or chafe and right. filler, and it was like, all right, cool. Huh. What can I tell you? Uh, I mean, you kind of yeah. it's kind of part of the show, you know. You sort of you sort of build up to the crescendo, you know. Well, it's I, I find it weird that somebody would complain that people talk too much on an audio format, <laughs> but you know, that's just me. It's probably that your buddy oh, you were talking man. to he just wants to say fuck you, man. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> if it was my buddy, he'd just probably come to my house, say it to my face. Right. <laughs> yeah, but that wouldn't be as much of a troll thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, hey, got a got a great podcast, uh, podcast review, iTunes review. Uh, thanks to everybody who reaches out to us. Uh, SN Duff Daddy one uh, send us uh, an email and let us know who you are, and we'll uh, send you a T-shirt, man, because – Appreciate the review. Real quick, uh, Lars, get better. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just I probably should have said that at the beginning. A uh, friend of the show, Lars, um, not feeling quite too, too good. And we just want to say get better soon. But, yeah, definitely get well soon, Lars, man. Appreciate you listening to us and, and helping us out and, and, and being real involved with the show. Lars, who I believe is also a listener of the After Midnight podcast, too. So uh, get what? better and uh, let us know. How you wouldn't, feeling? Wouldn't surprise me in the least to hear that, Denny. <laughs> that he's a listener of the After Midnight. Uh, Ours' real name is F-U-H-Q-M-A-N. Uh, I don't think that's him. <laughs> uh, don't think that's him. Uh, but as always, you can reach us at our Facebook or Podbean page, uh, or you can email us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us an iTunes review if you get the opportunity. Uh, you may get a free T-shirt out of it. You know, just stop it. Pause it right now. We'll be here when you get back. Go leave an iTunes review, five star preferably. But hey, tell us what you think. And uh, we'll send you a t shirt. I'm Chris Owen, and you are listening to The Horror Returns. Um, all right, so now it's time to move on to our featured attractions. Uh, this week, it's Superhero Week at The Horror Returns. We review the new film Wonder Woman, as well as Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, we'll start out, as always, with some trivia on the Captain America film. Uh, director was Joe Johnston, also known for The Rocketeer, and uh, unfortunately, the the Wolfman, the the newer one. Have you guys have you guys been had a chance to catch that one? Is that uh, the one with our boy Benich? That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Anthony Hopkins was in it. How they managed to fuck a movie up, I don't know. I hated it, man. I don't know. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, though. Uh, it's unfortunately though it seems like Anthony Hopkins is in everything now because I just saw that he's in the new Transformers movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I think he does one of the voices or something, right? No, he no, plays. He's, he's in the movie. He's in oh, the movie. No. Okay. Well, looking for a payday. Yep. <laughs> Turn into hey, Samuel retirement L. Jackson. <laughs> Do what? Retirement is expensive. That's right. <laughs> the the writer the writers were Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, uh, also known for Pain and Gain, uh, the Avengers and being and, uh, and being Mister Rogers' uh, mailman, by the way. 
Is that true? <laughs> Mr. McFeely. Is that? I don't know. I don't know. He lost me, man. <laughs> Forget it. Mr. McFeely. <laughs> Mr. McFeely is Mr. Rogers' mailman. Jesus Speedy delivery. Reference. <laughs> You're kidding. Oh, I don't know why you know that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a pretty bad name to have on a children's show, don't you think? Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was, I was going that direction with it. I was like, ah, how do I make fun of this? Because it's going to happen. <laughs> oh man! Well, these two, these two, uh, I guess, write together a lot because they also wrote uh, the the upcoming Avengers: Infinity War and uh, Captain America: Civil War as, as well. Oh, okay. Uh, the right. Captain America, so probably not the same McFeely that was the uh, the the uh, the mailman. I'm thinking. But you know, well, after know. Civil War, he probably stopped delivering mail. True. You, get, well, you know, and after you get put on the child pedophile registry <laughs> list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Captain America comic book shown in the movie bears the cover of the actual Captain America number one. Released yeah. in, guess what, 1941. Yes. Uh, Stanley Tucci took the role of Dr. Erskine because the role enabled him to use a German accent, which he said he always wanted to do. Um, <laughs> That's random. <laughs> and as I'm sure everyone noticed, uh, at the expo, like the World's Fair, uh, Howard Stark demonstrates his semi-functional reversion technology. It's an obvious precursor to Tony Stark's repulsors, perfected for his Iron Man armor. Uh, they both even have an orange glow when functioning. I'm sure everybody noticed that. Uh, oh, among yeah. The, the other Easter eggs. So, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, Denny, what would you think, man? Oh, my God. I It's been a few years since I've seen this movie. And I love this movie even more the first, right? the first time I saw it. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you guys right now. The ending of this movie did make me shed a tear. I was so that the the, the final scene between Steve and, and Peggy Carter is just so heartbreaking, you know, because you just want them to be together. And they're just talking about, OK, I'll, you know, meet me at the dance on Saturday night. And he's like, well, I don't know how to dance. And she's like, I'll show you. And then it's like, oh, my God. But I love the romance between them. They had such good chemistry. I even love um, the campiness of some of the scenes where, you know, yeah. they, 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 they really they really had su- they did such a great job of, you know, bringing out like a kind of campiness to or at least an old time campiness to like World War Two, you know, with him traveling from city to city playing, you know, just the character of Captain America at the beginning. And another thing I loved about this movie, especially because I just saw it a few days ago, uh, skinny ass Steve Rogers at the beginning of the movie. That CGI <laughs> is so good. Yeah, really. It awesome. still looks great. And this movie is like what now? What? Six years old? Yeah, at least. At least. Do, do you guys remember? I don't know if, if you guys remember this. When this movie first came out, mm-hmm. people were worried that Captain America, the first Avenger, was going to be Marvel's first flop. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. remember hearing talk about that. Oh, I, I remember I hearing do. this. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, also, because I think they were saying because it was a period piece. 
Right. And it wasn't going to work. Right. Here we are six weeks, like what, six, seven years later, and people are right. still saying this about the next Marvel movie. Oh, this could be Marvel's next flop, or this could be Marvel's first big flop. They said first. that about Captain America. They said that about Guardians. They said that about Ant-Man. They said that about Doctor Strange. It's like Marvel's firing on all cylinders. I, I, mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they could put out a they could put out a bad movie, and they already have, in my opinion, with like Thor the Dark World. Yes, but people will great. still agree. people will still pay money to go see it. The mm-hmm. problem is going to be when Marvel makes a bad movie and nobody wants to see it anymore. Right. Which is is not going to happen. They've got the firepower behind it to <clears throat> to overcome any odds. You know, it's like they could do a Suicide Squad type thing where you know the movie is probably not great, but it's still going to make a ton of fucking money mm-hmm. and. Like even Thor: The Dark World was not wasn't awful, you know. It was definitely watchable. I just I can't really remember anything about it. Well, I can't remember. All I remember about The Dark World was I went to go see The Winter Soldier in theater that day. Uh huh. Yeah. And I love The Winter Soldier so much that when I came out, I was like, I went to like the local HMB. Now it's gone. Uh, and they had the win- um, the dark world there and I hadn't seen it yet. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to buy it and watch it tonight. So I bought it and I put it on and I was so bored throughout the whole movie. I was like, fuck, I should have just gone. I just should have just turned around and gone to see Captain America again in theaters. But um, I just love the feel of it. I love the camaraderie. Be- it's so the weird thing is they give you this. They give it to you in such short spurts. Because mm-hmm. they don't give you like a full relationship between Steve and Bucky. But the right. time that they do give you, I buy into it. The, yeah. the little time that they put with Steve and Peggy as love interests, I buy into it. You know, and, and I think I don't even know how you, it, it's probably like you could attribute it to the writing. It's probably you could attribute it to, to the charisma and the talent of the actors involved. But yeah, this movie I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for saying this movie is actually probably one of my top five favorite superhero movies of all time. Yeah, I forgot how good it actually was. Like going back and watching it again, I mean, it was it was really great. I, the 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 CGI with uh like with 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 skinny Captain America, it was uh, it was it was weird. <laughs> it was definitely right. I thought, fucking I weird. It was pretty great, man. I thought it was pretty. Great. Yeah. It was it was okay. It was weird. It didn't it didn't totally distract me. It was just weird. You know what I mean? It was sure. it was just different. Aside from that, man, I, I think it got maybe a little bit long uh, in the middle, but a lot of that was storyline stuff. You know, uh, they could have probably easily stretched this into two movies if they wanted to, but it, it was. Pretty incredible, man. I just I forgot how good this movie was. I think I liked it a lot because it was a period piece. And I'm not really I've never really been a Captain America fan. I've always thought he was kind of, you know, cheesy do gooder guy. And uh, that just it, it worked in this one because that was a time in America when when that's what you needed. You know, uh, we were at war and everybody wanted to be there to help, you know. To, to do something instead of sitting around doing nothing. And not and only this, that, to, to be selfless like he was. Because, yes. you know, you know I, I, I love that 
there's I love the scene where him and, and Stanley Tucci are talking. He's like, why do you want to kill Nazis? And he's like, I don't want to kill anyone. I mm-hmm. just don't like bullies. Yeah. Like, you know, right. it's like it was so good. And then the scene where they threw the grenade and he threw himself on top of it to prove that he was the right choice. Yeah. yeah. And this movie was just. That scene took me out of it a little bit. I thought that was a little cheesy. I thought, okay, what? they're in training. They're not going to throw a live fucking grenade. That's kind of a, well, I, kind of a stupid know. training mission there. Well, no, I, I knew that was going to happen, but the point right. was that, that the soldier that Tommy Lee Jones wanted right, was right. the first one to run from the scene. You know, right. and, and, and just to show how selfless Steve Rogers was, right. he, threw, he threw himself on top of it, kind of even telling Peggy to get back. And I love that Tommy Lee Jones, you could see the expression on his face like, right. it's like, fuck, the, the, this is the guy that they want. The, the, yeah. This is the guy this, that you have to take. I got you. I just this found is, it to be a little heavy handed. Yeah, I, I like that whole build up. You know, the the whole um, introduction of uh, skinny Steve Rogers all the way yeah. from boot camp because right. it just really showed you. The type of person he was. I yeah, even like I the scene Virginia with the. With, I even like the scene with the flagpole. Oh, oh yeah, and it, um, that was great too because it showed that you know, um, for all these guys, uh, showed his in, ingenuity. I, his ingenuity, yeah, because these guys are like, okay, well, they get a free ride, so they're, you know, they're doing it with the with Braun. They're not thinking. Mm-hmm. And Steve just kind of like being a bystander and seeing what to do. Okay, well now everyone's gone. Let me pull the pin and take the flag, right? You know, and he gets to ride with Peggy Carter, so it's all good. <laughs> it worked uh, out. <laughs> he's the he's the toughest nails skinny kid that does the right thing. Mm-hmm. When nobody else will do the right thing, he's going to be the guy that does the right thing. And I, I like that. I like that they put him as a hero in this. I thought. He did amazing in it. I, I, I love this movie. Another thing I liked was um, I liked Hugo Weaving as Red Skull. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah he, I, I really hope the scenery, man. <laughs> I really hope the rumors are true that he's coming back in Infinity War. Oh, I would love that because one thing that one thing that I loved about uh, there's so many things I loved about this movie. One thing I love in a, like a superhero movie in general Mm-hmm. Is when the hero defeats the villain, but the villain doesn't die. Right. Yeah. Because it, it gives you that opportunity to return back because now the villain could be more menacing because the villain has gotten his ass whipped by the hero. So now he's going to come out even harder. Mm-hmm. And I always hate in superhero movies when the hero kills the villain at the end because it's like you could get so. Look at okay, Batman and Batman 89. Batman kills the Joker at the end of the movie. Batman and the Joker have been fighting for 40 years, and you're telling me now they couldn't even get past one movie without that? <laughs> yeah, he just kind of let yeah. it fall, didn't he? Yeah, and it was like, fuck, you could have gotten, gotten at least five movies out of the Joker, you know? Well, and however many aliens you bring down that are bad guys or whatever, you're not going to get more evil than an evil Nazi that's worse than Hitler, you know? That guy is the ultimate bad guy. Yeah, because you you get the explanation when he takes the serum, uh, what's bad becomes worse. And I love I love the fact that like when he still has like his regular face on, he's always right. kind of adjusting on the side. It was such a nice touch, and you, ah, the way it's like you that. kind of like when you look at his when you look at his eyes, mm-hmm. you can kind of see like the redness of the lids already. Right. And when Steve kind of punches him for the first time, you see them go down a little bit lower. So you yeah. know that 
you know that the real face is hmm. under there. I had forgotten about that until I watched it. And uh, it, it was it, it's this was a great one to go back and watch because I had forgotten so many things about it. Oh, it was, um, uh, you know, I even love the fact that like Armin Zola, that what a little what a little wimp this guy is. You know, as soon as he starts to feel a little bit of pressure, he's like, oh, hail Hydra, you know, because right. he knows like he knows the Red Skull is going to kill him. So he's, mm-hmm. he's he's such he's got to worm his way out of it, and you know and the fact like especially when 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 Red Skull leaves him behind, remember like and he's like um he's gonna get on the plane, yeah and he's he like says, well, where am I, I supposed to go? where am I going? And he hands him the keys like not a scratch, right? <laughs> that, that was such a great <laughs> that moment. Was funny. He go. I I love the scene, the imagery of when they're marching back to mm-hmm. the camp after three days. Once he breaks all the guys out, you know, and you get to meet his. You know, and they, they form his battalion after. Yeah, the, the the Howling Commandos. Exactly, I love that stuff. Oh, man. I remember reading those comic books. Now those. Yeah, those I, li- I like I like forever, how they, they. I like how they brought them back for the the Agent Carter show too. I, I never watched that. Was that, a, that obviously that was a period piece too, right? The show. Yeah. yeah. Is it oh, supposed to take place cool. like what uh, ten years later? Uh, actually, it happens. Um, not too far after the, okay. this movie ends, because mm-hmm. she goes. Basically, it's the start of Shield. She gets oh, sent to cool. to work for this agency where, you know, at at the time at the times women weren't really looked upon to do anything, and she just basically was a glorified secretary. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty much how the show starts. I, I, I do believe it starts right after this movie ends. Or does it start right after the? Uh, didn't they do? A, I remember they them doing a one shot with her, a Marvel one shot uh, on one of their DVDs. Yep, you're right. You're right. Yeah, where she was supposed to be a secretary or something. Like that. Hmm. Yeah. And another a person who I I think is like very underrated in this movie, or at least doesn't get the attention he deserves, is Dominic Cooper. Because I enjoyed him so much as Howard Stark and his little interactions with Peggy. And Steve, yeah. especially when they're like talking about fondue, and he's like, "Ah, oh, it's it's bread and cheese," you know. Uh, <laughs> he, had that, he had that voice, a didn't he? Ton he had of Easter eggs. Yeah, and you know, it almost makes me It almost makes me sad because it's like he was so good as Howard Stark, right? That I would actually kind of like to see Dominic Cooper as if 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 how if, if, oh, if Robert Tony, Downey Jr. Tony. ever leaves, I would actually right. like to see him as Tony. Yeah, I mean that might be a little awkward changing from you know from one actor to another, but it's going to happen eventually, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, he's you know they're talking about it all the time. I mean, I, I like I like seeing him play preacher right now. I think he does good in that role. Actually, I think everything he's been in has been really good. Did you guys see the movie that he was in where he uh, he pl- he played like a, a body double of um, uh, one oh, of so the- that was. Same yeah, son. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it the Devil's the Devil's something. The Devil's Double, right? Yeah, that movie yeah. was dope. Really good movie. I have to check that out. I've never yeah, heard he's, it. He's a great actor. He can play just about any part. Um, but I, he's a great actor. But he's also so under the radar because he just he he just seems to fly under the radar mo- like all the time. Because you think so? I do because it's like you you hear people talk about him. Like we we listen to the bench cast, they, they kind of they like they like Dominic Cooper also. But like outside, sure. like when you're talking amongst friends, most people don't even know who Dominic Cooper is. No, you don't, yeah, you, know, you don't think you don't think Preacher is making him a, a bit more. I don't popular? even think so because I've already uh-huh. been, I've already fallen off Preacher. And it's kind of like he's like yeah. he's really good in it, but I'm not digging that show. 
Okay. And it's like, fuck, I wish Dominic Cooper could, could do something better. I, I wish this guy could be like, this guy should be like a, a megastar right now. Well, yeah. this guy Plus, should be like, this guy should be need... somebody's, the, the new it guy in Hollywood. He, the people should be like throwing scripts at him and not just fucking letting him drown on like, uh, you know, uh, an HBO series. Yeah. You're going to two or three things that you lead in before they're really going to know your name. Like Mark Ruffalo wasn't, you know, a super known actor until not too long ago. Yeah, I'm looking at Dominic's filmography. He's got some misses here after this movie. Uh huh. He did uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, yeah. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Need for Speed. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. Well, he was actually pretty good in that. The okay. movie just sucked. I haven't uh, seen that one. Dracula Untold. Oh, oh the one with, uh, with uh, Luke Evans. Yeah, and he was also in Warcraft. Well, then uh, somebody oh, needs to fire their wow. agent then. Okay, well, yeah, he needs a new agent. <laughs> yeah, he's sure. definitely been in business because um, that movie is terrible. <laughs> what, what, did you get, what did you guys think about all the side characters in, in the Howling uh, Commandos, Marita and Dum Dum Dugan and those? Did you, you think all, the, all those characters were right on point? Uh, Dum Dum Dugan, yeah. He looked exactly mm-hmm. like they, – they acted exactly like anybody would, uh, uh, would act like in 1942. You know, sure. I, I loved, uh, you know, that line of like uh, where they were like when, when Steve Rogers was freeing them all and he was like, oh, we're freeing everybody. And, and the dude was like, well, I'm from Fresno, California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I love the characters. Um, I, but for me, like the, the selling point, it's I didn't think when, when the first time I watched that movie, like I said, I, I was getting misty eyed at the end with Peggy and Steve. I didn't think they would be able to do that again, but fuck, man, they did that again in the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. when with her Alzheimer's, and they're mm. having that conversation, and she has that okay. attack of it. Right. Yeah. I, I kept waiting oh. for that. I kept waiting for that scene at the end of this. I'd forgotten it wasn't in this movie, dude. When I saw that in the Winter Soldier, it just broke my heart in the theater. Right. And I was like, fuck, I don't think that 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 was so bad. I, I'm so glad that they actually did like. For like Civil War, they didn't actually show mm-hmm. her dying. That you just got the call and you sure, see him at the sure. funeral. Yes, because dude, yes. like you can't. I don't think they could. I don't know, man. They. It was. It's so heartbreaking. You know, they set it up so nicely. Like everything in this movie feels like it's for a reason. You know, it, it, later on in all of the Avengers movies and all of the other Marvel movies. Fucking take note, DC. This is how you do it. <laughs> and don't betray the characteristics. Because yeah. what we love about, especially in the series, is that, and even in the comic books, especially in the Brubaker comic books, is that Cap is a man out of his time. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone he knows is gone. He's still used to like the way America was in the forties and right. to wake up like in current time and all that is gone, but he doesn't betray his principles is outstanding. I, I love that about the character and I hate what, like what you kind of see with DC. I, I enjoy the DC movies to an extent, but it's like, I wish they would kind of do that with, the bigger names that they have. We kind of see it with the movie that we're going to talk about later. You should be doing that with all the characters, not 
don't try to reinvent Superman and Batman and then and, and the Green Lantern and the Flash. Just stick to the basics because that's what drew the people in in the first place. Right. And that's what I loved about this the, the Captain America movies. They 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 stuck with that that core principle from 1941 of him just going over there fighting Nazis, trying to track down Hitler and all that stuff, fighting the Red Skull, and they they, they didn't betray it because right. um, because maybe DC's uh, you know th- line of thinking as well uh, it's it's not going to get over today because you know it's so passe but that's mm-hmm. the problem is that that's what drew people in in the first place like when I read comic books now I, I hate what they're doing in the Amazing Spider Man right now because Peter Parker now is basically Tony Stark light he's a playboy uh, well he's not a playboy but he's a billionaire uh, entrepreneur. And he's, you know, what people loved about that character was that Peter Parker was a lovable loser. Right. You know, no matter how great Spider-Man was, you know, Peter Parker was the one who couldn't pay the bills, had a hard time keeping a job, had a hard time keeping a relationship because Spider-Man kept getting in the way. And now it's like, well, no, that's kind of, you know, Marvel's kind of like, well, fuck what the old fans think. It's passe. We're going to do something new. We're going to make him a billionaire and he's going to have all this money and all this technology. And it's like, well, I don't want that because I the re- why I the reason why I love that character was because there was something about him that drew me to him. There's something about him that I could relate to. It's the same thing with Steve Rogers. It's there's something in that character you could relate to. So why change it? Yeah, well, they kept they kept it uh, really close to the comic books, from what I remember reading. I mean, you guys, I think probably uh, Denny. I know you read a lot more comics than I do. Is he? Were they pretty spot on as far as the keeping the character the same as he was in in most of the comics? Pretty much, mm-hmm. and 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 the, like I said, that's the best part because they they kept it to the basics, they and they the never they, they they stuck to what people loved about the character. They right. didn't betray it. You know, there's a reason why people love Superman, because he, you know, people make jokes. He's like an overgrown, you know, Boy Scout, and he always does what's good, and he doesn't want to, he's here to help mankind. He's not here to do whatever. And when you watch Man of Steel, and it's like, they kind of go that way, but then it's like, no. I swear, One thing that still bothers me is when I watched, because um, like I said, I, I did enjoy Batman versus Superman. But one thing that always bothered me was like when he goes and sees his mother and his mother, Martha, always gives him like the right advice. Right. And in this movie, she's kind of telling him, uh, well, forget what the world says. You don't owe them anything. And it's like, right. What? Martha, Martha Kent would never say that. No kidding. You know, Jonathan Kent would never like remember like in Man of Steel when they were like um, when Jonathan Kent's like, well, well, Clark asked him, well, should I have let them die? And, And Jonathan Kent's like, I don't know. Maybe. Jonathan Kent would never, ever, ever say that in a comic book. Sure. You know, Pa Kent was was a good, noble man. He would never I, – I understand they're trying to update it and make, make – show like how, I guess, maybe tormented he is about the, the, the situation. Right. But the character would never say that. And that's why people – that's why people would always – they always like – who was the, the name of the dude who played uh, Pa Kent in the first Superman movie? Um, um, I was Kevin Costner. Yeah, Kevin no, 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 no. The first, oh, the, first one? the Donner movie oh. was also a, a big name actor. Bo Duke. 
Oh. Luke Duke? One of those? Yeah, well, that's the TV show. That That's what I was oh, right. thinking. Oh, right. I think Tom Tom Wopat played uh, Was Pot it Tom Wopat? No, it wasn't yeah. Tom Wopat. <laughs> but the point is, though, like, they kept, they, they stayed to the characteristics in Captain right. America, the first Avenger. That's what made the movie work. And, and I think maybe, I, I think there's, the movie was a success. Mm-hmm. Glenn Ford. Glenn Ford, there we go. The movie was a success, and I think it's probably because, I think there's a good portion of the public mm-hmm. that probably would love if 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 life and maybe even America would kind of go back to that again. If we had more people like Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. maybe yeah, yeah were, I would agree. People, like a, a generation where Steve Rogers wasn't an exception; he was the norm. Right. Whereas now, Steve Rogers is an exception to the rule. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah. It, it, but you know, even if if it even really was that way, you know, how much of this is just nostalgia? You know, and I mean, I, what I'll tell you what I like about about the this this movie though is that they they really made it feel like a comic book. Like when you're watching the movie, it it seemed like it. it I noticed that when they were at the World's Fair or the Expo, when they were uh, zooming in on it, it was real surrealistic looking. It was almost like it was um, Art Deco. If no, you guys it was like old. That. It was like old time Hollywood. I really loved it. Yeah, I, I, I like that, and I like the way that they uh, they made the characters uh, just exactly the way you guys are describing it. So, you know, wh- whether whether that you know they call that the greatest generation back then, whether they really were like that or not, um, they they definitely got it down in this movie for sure. You guys ready for ratings? Oh, I yeah. am. Uh, I- Denny, you went first, right? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this movie. Oh, I would give this movie a very high eight, very close to a nine. That's good. I loved it that good much. Score, man. Yeah. Favorite, yeah, favorite I, superhero I, movie or top five for sure, huh? Top five, and I would even go on to say that uh, the Captain America series has even surpassed like the Nolan Batman trilogy as my okay. favorite. Wow. Because Ooh. these movies have just yeah. gotten better and better and better as they go along. And it's getting to the point where it's like, I, it's like, do I want another Captain America movie? Because the first three have been so great. They've been so amazing. I'm scared if they draw, like, I'm scared if this 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 franchise falters even a little bit. I, I'm, I'm afraid that they're going to put out, uh, you know, a good movie and not a great movie. Right. Yeah. You're, you sound like you sound like those uh, those people that are that are you know betting on the next Marvel flop or something. <laughs> You're just worried, huh? Well, not even worried about that anymore because now it's like okay, I understand like where I I know Marvel has a formula, so now it's like the only thing that would probably cause it to not succeed is people's like fear of the unknown. Okay, right. maybe people won't know what a Doctor Strange is. People wouldn't know what a Guardians of the Galaxy is, but people flock to it. They so now Marvel's it. in yeah. now Marvel's in that position where it's like, well, you know what? We could just pretty much start pushing anything we want. You know, well, at least the movie right. series, the, the, the cinematic universe can. I don't know I about think, the, uh, the comic universe anymore, but I think a Howard the Duck reboot is is definitely overdue, guys. What do y'all think? <laughs> is George Lucas involved in this again? No, I'd no watch Lucas, it. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Um, this one was uh, better than I remembered it. It was definitely worth a rewatch. Uh, I love Chris, Chris Evans. Uh, I love 
origin stories in general, but uh, the Captain America origin story was pretty great, and in a time where I think we needed it, uh, it was it was good, man. Definitely go back and check it out. Um, I'm gonna give it an eight. Um, I like the story. I like um, I like the. Like I said before, the whole buildup before he even became Captain America. Uh, I liked Hugo Weaving as a villain. Like I said, bring him back. And uh, yeah. Peggy Carter's the shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Very, very little, very little bad I can say about this movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a really fun ride from beginning to end. Like you guys said, they keep it really close to the comics. They keep the character. It's actually Captain America. They don't try to change him. Um, I guess the only complaints I would have is that, I don't know, I kept getting a feel that they were kind of ripping off Raiders of the Lost Ark in a few different spots. They had a couple of similar deaths to that. And it, it like the beginning, well, I kind of like the beginning though. It's sort of like where they, where they found, where they found him through the, in the ice, buried in the ice. Oh yeah. Um, that's where I kind of first got that Raiders of the, of the Lost Ark, you know, kind of that sense of wonder, like an archeological type feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And then there were maybe a few scenes that I thought looked too much like it, but ah, hell, give Joe Johnston his due. I mean, he made a hell of a good movie here. Um, I, I'll give it a strong seven out of ten. Yeah, Someone's that's... trying to be against the grain here. Nah, seven's great, man. <laughs> seven's excellent, man. You know, it's uh, seven, seven out of ten is not a bad score at all. Wonder Woman, which is the the, the uh, new film, which DC's hoping to finally have one that, that that's worth the shit, although. You know, I guess some people like like the the Man of Steel movie, and it sounded like Denny, you liked Batman v Superman, which actually was almost made it to my bottom five of the year last year, actually. Um, but and uh, some like Suicide Squad, although our our buddy I on hated. the show with us, uh, Jack Falvey, didn't like it at all. No, <laughs> he hated you not. Suicide hated Squad as well. <laughs> Okay. It was fun. <laughs> you know what? Looking back, I, I like it less and less. You know, I thought it was kind of middle of the road at the time, but now I'm kind of thinking, ah. Really wasn't that great, uh, but I digress. the The director of Wonder Woman is Patty Jenkins, um, also known for uh, Monster. Uh, yep, the same one with uh, Charlize Theron, um, and also many episodes of the TV show The Killing. A uh, writer was Alan Heinberg, and now here this is going to be weird for a horror podcast. <laughs> He's also known for Grey's Anatomy, The OC, and Sex in the City. Oh, Grey's Anatomy has been my not cool of the week for the past fucking forever because my wife will not quit watching it. it. Oh, you suck, huh? Oh, well, hopefully he does better here. Um, Kobe Smulders was briefly considered for the role of Wonder Woman. Uh, Of course, Smulders went on to voice the character in the Lego movie, and she also appears in the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Agent Maria Hill. Uh, In 2005, Angelina Jolie was offered the chance to play the lead role, but she declined. Thank oh, gosh. In, t- <laughs> in 2015, she was considered to direct it. Uh, this is actually the second comic book film to have a female director. Uh, any idea, guys, what the first one was? Uh, I know uh, what it is. Okay, what is it? Punisher Warzone. You got it. With Lexi yeah, Alexander. Wow. I love that Excellent. movie. Okay, cool. Well, so since you got that one, you want to, and you're our guest, you want to get started here? Um. <laughs> I want to say I love this movie. Like a lot of people are online losing their mind over this movie, calling it, as some right. people have said, the best, even better than The Dark Knight. But okay. this movie was, I liked it. And that's all I could really say about it. This movie was, mm-hmm. honestly, 
Um, how can I say this? DC has come over. Has, they, they've come under fire for the last couple of years because a lot of people yeah. find their movies a little too convoluted. You know? Yeah, not to mention always dark, right? Everybody always yeah. says the DC universe tries to be dark and edgy. This movie, to me, is like... After I watched it, it was like the safest basic origin story mm-hmm. that I've seen thousands and thousands of times already. Oh, come on. And it's man. not that it, no, and it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I could see maybe DC being like, you know what? A right. lot of people like the Wonder Woman character out of the movie, out of Batman and uh, V Superman. True. We don't want to mess this up now. How can we not mess this up? Let's take this back to basics and just tell a basic paint by numbers uh, origin story and it works but what it, it doesn't and I liked it I enjoyed it for the most part it's just the fact that people are just losing their minds over it now and it's it it almost has me worried how people are going to react because people we, we're all like this okay when when an origin story comes out we love it at first remember like the first Spider-Man movie in 2002 mm-hmm. we all we we all went nuts for it but then, like two years later, people we were all kind of like, you, you know, Spider Man was the first movie was okay. And I have a ah. feeling it's, I have a feeling it's going to be the same with this movie, where everyone's so. going nuts for it now. Right. But about two years time, everyone's like, it was all right. Yeah, I uh, I disagree, man. I think what what I like I, I I like what you say about that, and that's that's some very good insight, Denny. But I don't know, man. I think it goes a little further. I think first of all that the character the character interaction in this movie was really good. I don't think mm-hmm. you could have gotten a better actor than Chris Pine to play the oh, part. Oh, I agree. Part I agree. He played. Loved I him. Mean, in, Loved in him fact, in this. We, we were in the we were in the movie theater, and 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 I think there was a line she she said about are you are you like an average man? And he goes uh, he goes mm, above average. And I yelled out Kirk, and the whole theater just broke up into laughter. I mean, he, he's the, Chris, Chris Pine was perfect for this spot. I will say this: uh, at our screening, there was a woman. I posted this on Facebook. Kind of got into a, uh, a discussion about this with someone else. A woman who obviously the theater was packed, and a, there was a lot of young girls there, like very young girls, like parents bringing like five-year-old kids there. Yeah, yeah. And, we, took, we took our uh, six-year-old granddaughter. I brought my four-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a woman there after that above-average joke, right? And all the penis innuendo. Uh-huh. I saw two heads lift up from their seat and walk out of the theater and never come back. Oh no! Really? <laughs> really? I and didn't I, get that at all, man. And I under—I I could blame I, Canada. I, <laughs> Canada, huh? I can almost understand it for a little bit because this, right? This movie has so much hype and so much. Um, there's there's people have invested so like literally invested so much personally into this, mm-hmm. uh, especially for young girls. Yeah. But which what I think is not a, like that, which I think is amazing. And maybe, you know, DC was DC probably should have thought of something where it's like, well, if we want this movie to be for all, you know, for all girls, uh, for all women, but specifically for young girls to give them hope. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to have a movie that's kind of aimed for young girls, you probably shouldn't be putting in penis jokes and sexual innuendo. In I didn't even catch that as a I penis joke, I didn't catch joke, a lot man. of that stuff. No, man. like at all. Like innuendo. I, uh, yeah, there was some innuendo there, but I didn't. I thought it went over the went over the heads of most most of the kids in in our theater. It, it might go over the, the uh, it might go over the heads of kids, 
Mm-hmm. But for a protective mother or father, it's not going to go over their heads. And that's why I'm thinking maybe hmm. I, that's why I find it kind of weird. It's like they played it safe throughout the throughout most of the movie. And then to kind of right. throw that in there, throw some it's stuff like, in there like that. Exactly. It's I like, don't know. Well, I, I had more of a problem they had in in our in our theater. One of the trailers was uh, uh, there's there's a new movie with Kate McKenna and oh, uh, 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 rough, rough time or something like that. Yeah, rough, rough, night, rough night. They showed right. rough night before this. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was like f bombs and all this shit, and I'm like, That's stupid, dude. I just yeah, brought my fucking kids to see this. What the hell? We also we didn't get the trailer for that, but we got a we got a red a red band trailer for another uh, risque movie. I think we got one for. Uh, I think we got the uh, like a red band trailer for Baby Driver. That and that, it's like that, they they have some like sense. curses in there, and like right. it's like. There's kids here, actually. Why would why would right. you why would you put the why would you attach this trailer to this movie? It makes no but sense. There was a, a line in that trailer that we're talking about. We gonna get some dick tonight, and I'm like, oh, what? Boy. All right, no, well, fuck. So back, so back, so back to the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. All right. So here, so here's my here's my takeaway on it. I thought I thought for the most part that that most that most of the characters in the movie were spot on. Um, I probably could have done without Robin Wright, but that's probably because I'm thinking of her as as uh, Claire Underwood. So, you know, I had that in my mind watching the House of Cards show. Uh, Danny Danny Houston, you talk about chewing up the scenery. I don't think anybody could have been better. David Thewlis was awesome uh, in the character he played, the kind of the kind of milk toast guy that didn't want to really do anything there. Uh, <laughs> And I, I don't know. I just thought that the set design. I thought that the uh, the costumes. Um, I thought that her costume actually looked like a real superhero costume, and that's what uh-huh. his. That's what really has bothered me about a lot of the superheroes, especially the DC. See, I saw a trailer for the uh, the Justice League, and so you've got Cyborg, who's basically just looks like a cartoon hanging out with a bunch of people. It's almost like a Roger yeah. Rabbit thing. There's so much fucking CGI. Yeah, DC, DC just has not been able to get the costumes right in my mind, and this time they did. I just love the look of this movie. I thought the acting was really good, and I enjoyed it a lot. Well, man, I, I'm I'm not mad at the DC costumes for the most part, um, but this one I thought for as 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 much flack as I've heard from uh, you know it, it being too um, too sexy and too girly or whatever. Like uh, I thought that. Gal Gadot kicked ass in this movie, man. That that scene, uh, it's it's one that they show in the trailers where she slides in on her knees and she's like taking shit out with her sword. Great scene. Uh, I I loved it. It was this was Captain America, but with the chick is. Exactly. <laughs> what he was. How, how about and, that for the for the for the blue the Blu-ray cover art, Denny? Right. Well, uh, it, it might uh, send all your complaints and emails to uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee at, uh, at, at the Am I wrong? 
<laughs> but no, I love that I, I love that it was like a female empowered role, you know, and uh and she kicked ass in this movie. Gal Gadot was a great choice for Wonder Woman, man. She looked awesome. There was a there was a couple scenes where she had like her arms way the fuck back and sticking her boobs out that was kind of weird. I, I mean I'm sure it was intentional, not necessarily up to her, but mm-hmm. uh aside from that, I think it was a very female empowered movie. I love that uh there was a scene where I mean because it was a very uh eclectic cast, you know what I mean? They had like a whole bunch of different races. There was like an Indian guy and uh, like Native American guy. And then there was a like a, a, a crazy maybe Middle Eastern, Scottish, I don't know, Irish dude or something. Oh yeah, yeah like Scottish Irish guy. Definitely. Yeah, Scottish. but but like then there's like character. the Middle Eastern guy or something with he's got like a fez, right? And uh, he there's there's a scene where he's talking about um you know he really wanted to be an actor. That's kind of like it's kind of like the Howling Commandos. It, it was just kind of like a kind of like a uh, a rogues gallery of different characters there that they got together. You know, right. Yeah, yeah. I actually liked it more than the Howling Commandos because mm-hmm. they explain, you know, you got a little backstory on them, which was letting her know that this world is not what you think it is. Right. Especially with him. I don't Well, we're going to get into spoilers with that. Mm-hmm. But um, I like that whole scene, the interaction with him, him and the, the what's the guy, uh, Chief. Right. Yeah. Right. And he was explaining about his people. And yeah, I, I liked yeah. all that right there. That stuff was super cool, and I love that they still had the you know the white guy in there, Chris Pine, who uh, like the white guy, (laughs) right? Like Chris Pine was amazing in this movie. Uh, I I I think it was as good as Captain America. Um, I think it was, like I said, basically the same movie. It was just the DC version of it, and with Wonder Woman, Um, great use of great use of music. I, I love the Wonder Woman theme. Yes, thing with the with the big drums and stuff. That's super cool. Right. Uh, I did think the uh, for for 2017. I thought that the special effects were a little bit cheesy. Um, mm, like I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really find the special effects. I noticed that, that like the uh, at the uh, No Man's Land battle when she kind of steps sure. off the ladder and she's right. walking into the field. Yeah, it looked kind of CGI. Okay. Right. Like it almost looked like she was like in some kind of a music video or something. If you're gonna go that route, go like full three hundred and make it a fucking like comic book type movie. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. I think that they should have done that here. They didn't do that. They just had a few CGI scenes that were kind of goofy, like where she's jumping way the fuck up in the air. Like it doesn't look weird now, but I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, go back and watch that in five years, you're gonna be like, ah, that's I don't know. Yeah, but, no, <laughs> you but, know? I, but I know what you're getting at, Philip, because the rest of the movie, most of the scenes in the movie, they went out of their way to almost kind of make it look real. And that's what I like yeah. about the set design so much. Whereas we were saying with the, the Captain America movie, they, they sort of gave it that Art Deco look and made it kind of yeah. look like you were watching a comic book. This looks more like you were watching a historical drama. So I can see how that's kind of jarring for you. But I thought the fight scenes themselves were magnificent in this movie. I thought Gal Gadot's fight scenes were uh, amazing. Like I said, that scene where she came in swinging with the sword was mm-hmm. on top of it. Uh, Talking about where she broke through the window? Or, well, uh, yeah. Okay, never well, mind. When she kind of slices the, um, the, um, 
the the, I, the whatever the, the the fucking stand or something in the middle yeah, of the room. Yeah, yeah, where she's like sliding in on her knees, and it's 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 the one that they show in the previews and all the okay. previews, and you know, and like that whole scene is pretty amazing. It's a big badass I, fight scene with Gal Gadot. I don't want to get. Too I did it. like the the, the when she need the dude out the window, which we see in all the commercials now. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was pretty dope too. Right? Yeah. No spoiler yeah. there. We've seen it a hundred times, right? Well, and I was going to go into a different scene, but I, I won't do that because uh, we're not in spoilers gotcha. yet. <laughs> like, yeah. I, there's nothing like, There's literally nothing wrong with this movie. I just thought it was a little safe. I did love Gal Gadot. Fair enough. I, I thought yeah. she was. I thought she. We were talking about how Steve Rogers kind of, you know, they they didn't betray his characteristics. They did, they did the same thing here. Whereas like the the Wonder Woman in the current line is kind of known for at least in previous you know arcs is known for her you know love and compassion. And I thought they nailed that here. Right. And I, I love the chemistry between. Oh yeah, for sure. Pine and Godot. I thought, like you said, Pine was like really good. This is probably like mm-hmm. outside of like star like the first Star Trek movie like. The best thing I've ever seen, like Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Yeah, and he's had some I've seen him roles. in like, uh, yeah, I've seen him in Unstoppable in the Finest Hour, but um, I really bought him here. There's a few things I have issues with this movie. But one, I have a few uh, too, but I have to wait on mine. Uh, I well, first off, I I was I don't know about you, but I kind of saw the ending of this movie coming yeah. from like a mile away. Well, the villain. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into, we'll get into this in spoilers, guys. But not yeah. only that, and I felt they kind of underused uh, Doctor Poison. You know, Doctor Poison yes. had such yes. a good look, and I, I, yes. I, the few times she was on screen, I was actually like, I was like, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying her performance here. But they didn't. They barely the even used her throughout the whole movie. Yeah, and when we, when we get in the, and I said the same thing. Denny, when we get into spoilers, I'm gonna ask you a question. A little rumor I heard online about her character. Well, Brian, what 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 else did you have to say about the the movie before oh, spoilers, man? Uh, you guys said it all. I mean, I loved it personally. Um, I was sold on Gal Gadot uh, playing Wonder Woman from Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she kicks ass through this movie. I Perfect I pretty choice. much liked. Uh, there's not a lot I could say that I didn't like about this movie. I liked everyone in it. I did have issues with the villain and w- the way that played out. Yeah, Dr. Poison was underused in this. Um felt like she was just kind of thrown in there, and then there was really no point to her character. But Chris Pine was great. And, yeah, you guys pretty much said it all. I, 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 I will say uh, one more thing. Uh mm-hmm. Themyscira at the beginning of the movie, the first twenty minutes, mm-hmm. was beautiful. Yes. Yeah, it was like yeah. literally like the whole time they were on screen there, it, it was almost like the whole movie theater. You you would have thought that like they didn't even turn off the house lights yet. It was that bright in the theater, and it almost kind of sucks once they get to London and they kind of make a joke about that too. When they get to London and Chris Pine's like, "Yep, this is beautiful London," and she's like, "It's hideous." <laughs> and it's like, man, I, I yeah. wish they could have. I wish they could have stayed in the mascara for a little bit longer. No you know, I wasn't ready to leave there yet. <laughs> I want to find that place. Well, maybe they'll make a spinoff movie if this one does well enough. You know. All right, send Danny. that Bye. email to Philip Tennessee at the Horror Returns. <laughs> what's, what's, your, what's your score, Denny? <laughs> um, I'm gonna give this uh, a seven and a half uh, on great. ten. It's good. Very good. 
Like I said, higher it's, than I thought she was going to rate it. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it for the most part. I have like re- literally like I'll get into what I kind of disliked about this movie in the spoiler in the spoiler section. Um, it wasn't enough to kind of deter, but like I said, I felt like it was a little safe, and I felt like that final act mm-hmm. kind of fell off. Yeah, well, I guess I guess I'll go next. Um, I give I give this movie uh, eight point five, and uh, definitely strongly in contention for top five of the year, and wow. probably second favorite superhero movie ever after Iron Man. Oh Whoa. shit! Wow, so you really liked it? Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Dude, I'm going to give it an 8.52. I Like I said, I think it's, with the exception that Captain America did it first, it's the same movie. It doesn't make it bad. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved it. What about Brian? Oh, I didn't, <laughs> know, I didn't, know, I didn't know you were finished. Um, I didn't either. I am also going to give it an 8.5. I loved it. I love Gal Gadot in it. Um. It's already green, uh, greenlit for a sequel with Patty Jenkins. Yes. Good, I and she signed on for, what, another two? Yep. And it is uh, on track to break $100 million over the weekend. Wow. Good. All right. Well, so, time. Uh, See, this should have been the first fucking one, man. They should have done this one before they did any of that other bullshit they came out yeah, with. Yeah, it is, it, is, it is what it is, you know? We are I know. We are where and we are. Retrospect, and, uh, but it is what it is. All right. So that's it uh, for our scores on this one. And this time, Denny, I think you went a little bit against the grain, it sounds like, huh? It sounds like I think we switched places here. It's all good, man. It's all good. So, And I think we both – it's safe to say all of us enjoyed both movies quite a bit, right? Yes, very much. And that's all that matters. Um, I will say, though, this. Uh, this is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. I don't know how you guys were like, especially in my cinema. We I had a lot of supposed, you know, quote unquote, uh, uh, hardcore Wonder Woman fans. And a lot of, you know, at, once the movie ended, uh-huh. a lot of people just kind of left the theater silently. Yeah, didn't stand the, up the, and nobody, cheer or anything like that. Nobody stand up and yeah. cheered. Nobody, nobody went nuts for the, you know, the action scenes. It was just so quiet in there. And it's almost like people didn't even know what to make of them. It's almost that's that's the issue right. that I had with it. It's like a lot of people that I see that they're acting. It's almost like they're having some kind of a religious experience. Mm-hmm. And it's like, especially with the audience, like, I don't think they knew what to make of the movie. I think maybe they were expecting more. All right. So we're with the so, hype that was surrounding it. So we're getting into spoilers here now, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is a spoiler alert. All right, so what? It, so, so there at the ending, you're you're saying it was just kind of like it was a letdown or something like that, or you just kind of got that feeling. I got the feeling that people just didn't know what to. I think maybe they mm-hmm. expect more, like right. they were exactly, and that's why that's why it's like I think it's not a it's not a bad move for DC to play to play this safe at this point because if this woman if if the, the Wonder Woman movie failed if it was just a movie that everyone just kind of shit on like they did with Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. Right. The, the, the DC cinematic universe would be finished because there's nothing else to do. It's like, you know, Wonder Woman, Superman and Batman is the Holy Trinity for DC. 
And if they can't get these characters over in the cinematic universe, then it's it's finished. It's it's wasted. You mm-hmm. might as well scrap everything and start over. So I'm glad that they kind of got it right here. And like I said, I don't fault them for playing it safe. I actually think, like, in hindsight, even though it kind of hindered a bit of my enjoyment, I think it's the best move for DC in the long run. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe for the next uh, movie that they have planned, if it's Flash or whatever, if they kind of go the same route, too, and kind of play it safe. And, okay. and you know, I hope they do. This I was think, an awesome I think one. that's supposed to be Aquaman, right? Oh, Aquaman or whichever. I wouldn't even be surprised if maybe for the next uh, Man of Steel film, they right. start to bring it back to basics for the character and make him the character that everybody knows and loves instead of uh, yeah. the dark brooding guy. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me in the least to see that. Yeah, it, well, and I think uh, going back to the, the end of the theater experience, you know, Marvel has kind of messed that up for everybody because anytime you see a right. big blockbuster movie – what do you do? You stay around till after the credits, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, these DC, people were walking out as soon as the, the credits started going up. Well, right. DC doesn't have any after credits. Yeah, they don't shit. have stingers. Well, Maybe they should have. They should have had it for this one. Because I think yeah, that they should. Sense. I think that Just even the, though you probably don't want to steal it from Marvel, I think it has right. to be the norm now. Well, because they, so too. people get only, pissed when there's when they're not there sometimes. But it's yeah. not only really that. Justice League comes out in five months from now. Yeah. And this is a movie that people are shitting on already because of the constant reshoots and stuff like that. I would have thrown something in at the end to kind of we Tied got to see together. that. Well, of course, they yeah, should we, we saw that at the end of Captain America, the first Avenger. Right. I don't think they did it because they tried it in Suicide Squad and it was fucking stupid. No, mm-hmm. but like, do, do you remember like at the end of um, of the first Avenger? Uh-huh. Uh, once the closing credits <laughs> ended and they had the trailer for oh, Avengers. Oh, I get you. I get you. They didn't even have that. They could have just done something to kind of get people, you know, if people enjoyed this movie, if they were, you know, you know, if everyone went in, they, they loved the fuck out of this movie, they would have been, you know, hopeful at the end of the movie and probably would have been more receptive to a Justice League trailer. But yes, they didn't show agree. shit. Yeah, they should have done that. I thought they were going to tie it in also. You know, but I was also disappointed with the way that they ended Iron Fist. I thought they were going to tie that into the Defenders. It's like, what are they thinking? The, these these superhero team movies are coming right up, you know? And they, right. need, to, you have right, to, they need to prime the pump a little bit. You got to have some Easter eggs in there, you know? They, I, I like agree. It, Captain yeah, America was chock fucking full of them. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you, I'm guessing the Easter egg was supposed to be the note from Bruce Wayne at the beginning of the movie. Of course. So yeah, that, I know. That, that was, that if was, they had I mean, that a little bit, but that was that. it, you know? There was supposed to be a minor one. I didn't catch it. Uh, Aquaman's Trident was somewhere in the film. I didn't. Maybe, Maybe what, in the museum? To London, huh? Yeah, oh, I don't know. I didn't. That would make sense. Although, if it's in the museum, he, he doesn't have it. <laughs> so maybe he'll How? have to bust it out of the, the museum or something, huh? How did you guys feel about the reveal of the villain? That's, that's what I, I was going to say. seen it coming. The minute I saw um, David Thewlis on screen, I thought that fucking asshole is going to turn on him. The I actually I did not see that coming. And How could I you thought, not see that coming? I don't know. I don't know. The, and normally the, I'm the guy that does see it coming. The German but When he popped up, I was like, this guy is the bad guy? Really? He's Ares? Yeah, the... Really? the the werewolf from Harry Potter was definitely yeah, going to be I the know. villain. 
Ah, he's fucking. Come <laughs> on. The weird motherfucker with the mustache. Come on. That's Aries? Just because I, you know, because I thought the guy that everybody, that they were making everybody think was a villain, that was too on the nose to right. be Aries. Well, right. I, I wanted the chick to be Aries. I wanted it to be the oh, female mean, uh, empowered, Dr. big Poison. badass good guy. And female empowered, big badass bad guy. Uh, I okay. think that would have been perfect. And they fucked uh, that up because she was barely in the goddamn movie. Speaking right. of her, um, Denny, you brought up Bane earlier. Yes. I've heard a rumor that Dr. Poison's, what some of the things she's working on is a precursor to Bane. What? You think they would uh, talk about there? the uh, the gas that uh, he uh, or the whatever he is that he ingests to kind of make him oh. bigger? Yes, hmm. that makes sense. Um, I know there was they kind of uh, messed that around with it, like in the in the comic books, where eventually it's it's kind of been invented by like a few different people already. Okay, so it could be possible. It, if you plan on bringing Bane back, well, first of all, I guess you. Uh, if you plan on bringing Bane back into the movie, you probably or to the into the cinematic universe, you probably can't because that's it. Almost seems like that's what the, the 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 German you know general was kind of inhaling the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. Every time he kind of hulked out, right? Uh, and it, actually, to me, I always thought it was like he was sniffing cocaine or something. It's like, well, yeah. fucking Doctor Poison invented, you know. And that was the other that reason I didn't. Be rich. <laughs> that was the other reason I didn't think he was Aries. The fact that he would need this gas to to mm-hmm. gain strength makes sense. Well, to me, is like as soon as they introduced the Thulis character in the movie, and when when she kind of walks in on that on that uh, on that Parliament meeting or whatever, and he's the first person to stop and notice her, right? You know, and like. He kind of talks slowly, but nobody really recognizes, like, notice she's in the room yet. The fact that he kind of stops first, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, this this motherfucker is fucking Aries. I, I, I picked I picked up on that too, man. I did the dude I, from, from the the, the island of Doctor Moreau. On top right. of that, is the fuck is right. the fucking villain in this movie? Yeah, I hadn't seen little fucking David Thewlis huh? since like 1997. Right? Where did the fuck they dig this guy out from? <laughs> well, they they were saying he's been in the Harry Potter movies. I've never seen any of those. Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. Seen the Harry Potter movie either. Right. Yeah, no, they're good. Check them out. They're good. Check them out. One thing that bothered this is where it kind of started to fall off for me. Okay. It's I could pinpoint it to one scene. Sure. And it's the scene where the German general and Dr. Poison go to like that that Nazi board meeting mm-hmm. and they're talking about how they're going to sign the treaty or whatever. And he's like, "Well, whatever." And when they kind of leave, he throws the the gas bomb in there. And then the, she throws the gas yes, bomb and he throws the mask. Yes. And she's like, why'd you throw the mask? It's not going to work. And he's like, he don't, he don't, they don't know that. And they start laughing at each other like fucking Boris and Natasha. No, I, I fucking like hated that. No, I like that, man. I thought that was a good. Oh, no, twist. no. It I sucked like, I me. I liked r- a lot of the humor in this movie, man. It's they're Nazis. You know, I love Nazi experiment, you know, Nazi bad guys. Like you cannot get yeah, but it just seems a worse so- bad guy. It just seemed so mm-hmm. cheesy at that point. Right. Yeah. I and it's like, like that, man. Why did you <laughs> I do enjoyed that it? For? And, and, and that's well, the they thing. were like, they were like, we're bad guys for everybody, but we're also right. bad guys for the Nazis. We're going to kill the Nazis. 
because we're that much we're more that, bad we're than these guys bad. are. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're chaos. <laughs> we're all after chaos. Uh, I, yeah. I, the, what was her name? Doctor Poison? Is that what she said? Doctor Poison. Yeah. 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 I I loved her, man. I thought that mm-hmm. they should have had her way more in the movie. I thought she was great the whole time. Every I, every scene. I was expecting her to be Aries. Right. That's I where love. I, I loved it when when uh, Chris Pine snuck into the party, pretending to be the Nazi general, yeah, that and was starts nice. kind of hitting on her, and she's almost kind of starting to buy it. Mm-hmm. She's like almost like oh, you know, and like unfortunately when he looks up and Diana's walking into the room, she kind of snaps out of it a bit. Yeah, right. I thought that was very it was it was pretty clever. It's like here's a woman and- whose whose face is damaged, and you know he's coming, he's he's playing up to her for what. She probably wants for people to, uh, you know, to acknowledge her, her genius and her work. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. playing into that. And it's kind of turning her on, you yes. know, for sure. And I thought for that sure. was brilliant. I thought it was a great part of the movie. Yeah, they well, they, she, didn't go, they didn't go far enough with that character. But then again, it was a two and a half hour movie. Whole time. You could tell from like the wrinkle in her eyebrow the entire time that he was talking to her, man. I, I thought that she did. An incredible job. Way, way underused in this movie. Um, tell me, t- please tell me what you guys think. The alluded sex scene. I thought well, that the boat? I, obviously it's, it's, it happened. It, it no, no, not not on the boat. The in the hotel the room. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It obviously, I mean, well, they needed something like that to build the 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 rea- the realism of the bond of these two and how much it really hurt her so much when he died in the in the plane like he did. You know. But doesn't I, it seem kind of like? It's like I don't know it. You're. It seems weird that you're you're building up this uh, a female icon, you know. And in the first movie you put her in, she 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 has to go and sleep with a man. I thought they could have. I don't know, man. I don't, I, I don't, I had I think, no they, I don't think they. I don't think they needed it in the movie. No, I think, I think they could have. I think they did need it to. to do you think the they bond. needed to to kind of to kind I, of hit, hit home? Uh, the the tragedy at the end. Yes, yes. that was her that's, love. That, that's what that's what I would say. Yes, I would say they you needed to make sure you knew that they were very close. And besides, they didn't just jump into bed together. I mean, they built up to it. That whole ship in the I mean, that whole scene well, in the we, ship on the way over. You know, where they were well, flirting. I don't know how they built up to it because they no, had to be outside of the hotel right away. That shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I, when I say built up to it, I'm referring to the entire character arc of the of the oh, movie. Okay. Those two together, you know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I wasn't in there. They, they definitely were at least classy enough not to show it, right? Because then that would have really, really bothered those yeah. old ladies that I guess had already left, huh? That had the the child there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think she would have like if if they had stayed by that point, she probably would have flew out of the theater or something. Right? It would have exploded. <laughs> Sorry. I was just gonna say, uh, Brian, was there anything that you uh, that you wanted to bring uh, up in the spoilers? Yeah, I have touched on it a little bit uh, about how I like this group a little bit better better than the Howling Commandos. Right. Because I thought you got more into them themselves, like the, the guy that said he wanted to be an actor, but he couldn't because of the color of his skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's cool. And then Samir. and then you got, yeah, and then you get Chief, and she asked him, why don't you fight for your people? And he's like, they're all gone. And she was like, who who killed him and he was like his people and he's pointing to uh chris pine's character yeah and that she's just really figuring out what this world really is and it's not what she thought it was that was cool and i like that whole um development there 
Yeah. Yeah. Good, good oh. characters. And I, I, going into the scene that I was talking about, like the uh, well that I didn't want to talk about earlier, I like I I didn't like when they had the sniper in the bell tower, mm-hmm. and they should have had. I mean, I guess it built a little bit of character on the Irish guy or Scottish guy or whatever the hell he was, but uh, I didn't like that they like let her jump up there and crush the bell tower. Okay, Wonder Woman, it's not all about you. <laughs> but it, but it, well, this, it's it was a it was, it was a team effort, gotcha. right? They helped her get up there. I I, I kind of well, wondered. Like the should have yeah. taken care of that shit, and right. and that was it, it, that I don't I don't know why it bothered me, but I feel like that scene in particular bothered me. It was like it was it was kind of a ridiculous ending to a. It was it was a ridiculous solution to a problem that didn't need that kind of thing. I don't know. I kind of liked it because it was like you said, it was a little insight on the Scottish character because he's killed so many people that you know he mm-hmm. he dreams about ghosts. He has demons. Of yeah, he's got most likely of these people he killed. Which means, why the fuck is he there? He's got PTSD. Why? Because they're still at war. PTSD. Yeah, they. I- well, I know, but well, goddamn, well, he's gonna be a hero. Be a fucking hero, man. That's, here's the here's <laughs> that's the here's the weirdness. Here's the, the do do what, Denny? Here's the weirdness of all of it, because logic would dictate as you're watching this movie, one of these fucking guys has to die. Right. And as I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking this this the Scottish dude is so damaged with PTSD. I guarantee, I think he's gonna be the one who's gonna die here. And no, he lives at the end. Right. Fucking Steve Trevor dies. Somebody has to sing the songs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who better to sing the song than the Scottish dude? Right. (laughs) Who can't shoot the fucking sniper even though he's a sniper. Well, they they did mention it. That doesn't happen a lot with him. Right. Yeah. Overall, he's he's the best marksman they know. But occasionally he'll he'll have these issues with with his demons. They I did just, mention I felt, that. I felt like they didn't do that because they didn't want to compare it to uh, like a Saving Private Ryan, even though hmm. that was probably one of the coolest scenes in Saving Private Ryan. Right. And uh, I, I think that they should have just gone with it and done it. And uh, I, I think that's the same reason that they didn't have a stinger at the end of the credits because they didn't want to be compared to a lot of the other movies, but they mm-hmm. should have gone ahead and done that too. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I thought the scene was badass though. She knocked down the top of a building. Mm-hmm. She and did, her, yeah, I liked and her it. hair was not even messed up. I loved it. <laughs> oh, right. Well, that was she was gorgeous. That was one of my problems with the with the special effects. I thought it was kind of cheesy when she's like just jumping up and and the, like. I don't know. They're just the way the, the that jump they, up to it, me was cheesy it, it, at the very end. By the way, yeah, I, I, I will agree with you there. I can, like I can okay. I love the fight scenes where they slow it down and 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 she's like doing these cool little like knee up, arm up uh, poses, it, like the slow motion things that they did during the fight scenes and stuff. That shit was awesome. But like that scene in particular mm-hmm. where she jumped off of this guy's shield and jumps up and crushes a bell tower, I thought that like the just the 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 computer animation of the whole thing was a little uh rudimentary for the day and age that we are in 
in this kind of movie, this kind of big budget, right. gigantic movie. It should have looked better than that. Uh, my favorite scene, though, out of all of it, was that scene where she fucking dresses down that fucking British general in the boardroom who's talking about just sending the soldiers to die. Oh, for yeah. sure. You know, and she just fucking oh, calling him like a fucking, she's calling him out, calling him a fucking coward. Yeah. Cause you know, real, a real, you know, a real soldier, a real general would be on the front line with yes. his fucking soldiers and not be hiding in a boardroom making plans. I thought that scene was great. It was actually one of the few scenes like I like I wouldn't uh, not one of the few, but like he kind of gave me like a bit of goosebumps. Right. Yeah, it it's one of those like few times too. where I thought like I enjoyed. a. Here's the thing. I enjoyed a lot of the the social commentary in sure. this movie because I felt like it yeah. wasn't heavy handed. Yeah. You know, yeah, I it didn't enjoyed, it didn't push it too fucking hard, but it was there. And exactly. I thought that the, the way that she was she this 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 woman in the you know forties was the one who was like, "I'm the fucking tough guy, and you guys need to step the fuck up and do what you're supposed to do and do the right fucking thing." Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like, like the little guy in Captain America that had to show yeah, the big guys exactly, what to do. Exactly, that it, it was the perfect movie to pair it with. But she not only she not only shows them. Like that she that she's more capable than they are. Well, here's I wouldn't even say she's more capable because what I loved about it is the way that 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 Diana and Steve work together. It's yeah. like a dance because sometimes he leads, sometimes she leads. Right. But it's always a partnership. And they never they never make the other person look bad. And one thing I loved about this movie, not only is she always going around showing how much of a badass she is, but to see when they finally get to London and she sees a baby in the street and she just her heart just melts, you know, and she's like, oh, just, baby, you know, just like the comic books from what you were saying. Yeah. And it's it was so great. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I, I, it's it's just it has nothing to do with the performance. It's the action was great, the performances was great. I just right. wish they could have. I wish they could have been a little bit more, taken a little bit more of a risk with the story. Do you know what I mean? Well, they've done plenty of that with the the fucking Superman and Batman movies. Man. Well, here's <laughs> not go not going to that extent, but right. you know, you could push it a little bit further. You don't have to go. You don't have to take ten steps forward, but like take one or two. Mm-hmm. You know, you thought it and was, one thing, you thought it was really formulaic. Yes, and one you thing well, one thing that was, bothered me was, too about these movies, even though they were enjoyable, was all the fucking homages in the movie. Oh, sure. it's like I want her to stand on her own. Right. Did, I don't know if you they fucking ran three Superman homages in five minutes in this movie, mm-hmm. back to back to back, and it's like what the fuck. You know, you want this to be special. Don't I understand? Maybe uh, Patty Jenkins was like inspired by the Donner Superman movie, but mm-hmm. you know, one homage is all right. Right. What do you I mean? Hate the- I hate. I'm, I'm lost. What are you? What are you it, talking about? The Superman so homage. When they get okay, so when they get to London and he takes her to go buy an outfit, uh-huh. and they get to her perfect outfit, and they feel they need something more, so they hand her the glasses. Mm-hmm. So now yeah, she's in the Clark disguise Kent because thing. of the glasses. She's too. Clark Kent, right? Sure. When they leave the the retailer and she's got her sword and her shield mm-hmm. and she's having a hard time getting through uh, the revolving door. That's also from Superman that, 1. That's from, from the Donner movie. 
when we see okay. Clark Kent in the planet, he's having a hard time getting through the revolving door because he's pretending mm-hmm. to be a plot. And then two minutes later, when they're in the alley and she blocks the bullet with her thing, that's from Superman one. Also, you basically just ran three mm-hmm. back to back to back homages in five minutes. Like, right. Have a little bit of creativity. And then not only that, 20 minutes earlier, you're doing the Spider-Man homage where she's climbing up on the wall when she's discovering her powers. Uh, that's that's going a bit far, I think. You, no, you it's really not, because the way, you, the way you see it and they're shooting her like they're, when she's finally right. doing it and they're shooting her looking down. Uh-huh. That's Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 1. I when he's get, doing that, that in I the alley. Get. I caught I caught that I right away. Cut, I definitely caught the Superman stuff for sure. Yeah, I didn't catch any of it, to be honest with you, but uh, I think that, uh, I, you know, eventually you're going to run into this superhero movies all kind of look alike thing. And yeah, I, the I thing think is- the, or- the origin stories in general are going to be very formulaic, but they're also the best movies. Like, I agree. This is that's why I said by this far movies. the best uh-huh. DC movie that's come out since since the Christopher Nolan Batman stuff, you know? It's, yeah, that's the I, thing. Would, it's, I would agree with all that. In the, at the end of the day, it's not an offensive movie. It's 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 inoffensive. It's 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 fluff. It's got a it's got a, a good basic story that goes from A to B to C to D. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it's like for the amount of hype that was so that going into this movie because we had like the Rotten Tomatoes was like fucking ninety nine percent yeah and like all that stuff and people and people that we know online were talking sure. about like this is the greatest movie ever made and it's kind of right. like after That's watching it, it it's like I just seen it and it was like am I missing something here mm-hmm. did I, did I not see something here I, I'm gonna well, go see maybe, this movie maybe again should, I say, maybe you should give it a second viewing man I pr- I am uh, gonna give it a second viewing. I'm going to go sometime DC. next week. Best I, I, DC. I will say it's, it doesn't DC. compare to Marvel stuff. Best DC in this current uh, universe. Right. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. To say that it's better than the Dark Knight. No. It's, it's, God, it's no. Kind of like, let's let's tone it down a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it not not it, even per, a chance. Personally, I do like it better than those, but that's that's just my <laughs> that's just my opinion. But uh, then the Dark Knight. But, uh, I know I'm in the minority, big time. The Dark Knight was practically a masterpiece. <laughs> Gal Gadot is my Wonder Woman. And to and to answer the uh, the mysterious question that 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 Lance asked me on Facebook, no, I'd still pick Daisy Ridley over Gal Gadot. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Real quick, uh, Peggy Gal Carter. Gadot. Gal Gadot. That's my choice. <laughs> uh, Peggy Carter and Gal Gadot. Yeah. Uh, Peggy Carter. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you right there. Right. Peggy Carter. Uh, to, to kind of steal a phrase from Philip Hennessy, uh, Peggy Carter, uh, Haley Atwell is literally sex on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So is Gal Gadot, man. And she's uh, she's a badass too, man. I'm taking. Well, okay. Let me. So now we're we're at the we kind of. What do you? We know there's sequels coming. What do you guys want to see from the sequel? Uh, I, don't, I don't even want to think that far ahead yet. I just want to enjoy what what I just saw and well, let me let me ask you this: hoping the Justice League is better than I think it's going to be. And yes, I'm hoping for Justice League goodness for part. They two. need to they need to, to to jump on the Avengers bandwagon and just copy whatever the hell they did. Because okay, so that's what they did with Wonder Woman. Let me and ask you this: then, for part two, do you, for part two, do you want to see Wonder Woman 
in current time? No. Yes. Or do you still want to see know. her back in set in a, in a, no, in a period setting? No, I want to see. I'll go with current time. I want to yeah. see. I want to see the events after the first hmm. movie. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even mind doing different decades or something because basically she's a goddess. So that she she's not like uh, that's the difference between her and Captain America. He was frozen in ice and she just lives a long time, right? Yeah. Now, yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to see her in like the seventies or eighties, and maybe have some kind of story there. So let me ask you this then. So by the end of this movie, we know she's a goddess, but I don't. She hasn't really fully figured out her powers yet. Mm-hmm. At what point in any of the cinematic universe do you think we get to see her full, her full potential? They'll they'll probably give it to us in Justice League. Do you think it's going to be against Darkseid though? No, because we're not getting Darkseid in Justice League yet. That maybe they won't give us her full power range in, in Justice League. Then I don't because know. That's hard to say. Because when I was I was thinking about this, like, okay, she there's going to be a point where she's going to have to kind of experience her her power at its fullest. But who can she do that against? Because any like normal, like basically her rogues gallery outside, like they're kind of mythological figures. But like I think like if she right. kind of like let loose, she'd probably kill them. Even though we've already seen her kill somebody in this, and that's another thing too that I kind of it kind of bothered me too. It's like she, she, it was the fact that she was the love and compassion that she had. Mm-hmm. And even though she killed the guy and the guy was like a, a Nazi soldier, she still killed a mortal man. And it, I felt like it should have registered a little bit more with her. Not just, Oh my God, I killed this guy, but he's not Aries. Cause the war didn't stop. That's right. another thing I, I kind of didn't like too about the ending of the movie was the fact that once she kills Aries, the war ends and all of a sudden like the German soldiers get up and everybody starts fucking hugging. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this is not, it's not a made up war. Yeah. That you're, there, that you're there kind was of, obviously still going to be a world war two to come. And well, other not only that, but it's, it's not, it wasn't a fake war that you just made up here. Right. It's world war one. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just make some, uh, fairy tale ending for an actual war that you know somebody right. she killed like a, a Greek goddess a god and you know the war just ended like that you know it it, it, it to me it kind of seems like it's almost like a, a little distasteful uh, distasteful hey Denny uh, thanks for joining us man but uh, we got we got a I mean I think most of my listeners probably do listen to your show but you know just in case we picked up some some new listeners from Comic Palooza or Texas Frightmare or something like that. Uh, we're glad you guys are listening, but, uh, Denny, where can they find you and what, what all do you guys talk about? Uh, we are the after midnight podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher and beyond pod. We are a podcast all about the tales of the supernatural, the paranormal, the unexplained conspiracies, unsolved mysteries. If it's going to creep you out, we're going to discuss it. Uh, this past week we did our first uh, part on the series of rock and roll myths and urban legends. Next week is part two. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And hopefully we got uh, a few other things trying to, you know, work out down the pike. Uh, hopefully soon I'm supposed to have, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm supposed to have a live Satanist online. Oh, talking to me. <laughs> Blame Canada for being awesome. <laughs> about about the Church of Satan, Holy and smoke. I'm supposed to have on some other guy about the the historical and cultural importance of some show called Star Trek. 
Hey, I don't know when that's gonna happen. <laughs> well, we'll make it. We'll make it happen, man. We'll make it happen. Oh, you hear the satanic guy, man. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the Illuminati still. That episode's still on the table. It's is it Glenn Danzig coming soon? <laughs> Glenn Danzig. I, uh, no, I wish it was Glenn Danzig. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you guys haven't gotten into the Illuminati yet. You've, uh, you, you guys, just like us. I think we all started about the same time. So you've definitely been been on over a year, right? It's a it's 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 a very long topic to discuss, and and uh, the the thing is, with the people who I'm going to be doing this episode with, uh, one of us is on the West Coast, so it's very tough to kind of right. get times allotted. So that's still up in the air. Hopefully, we could get it done. Okay. So I was we were supposed to get it done this month. Hopefully, we could get it done in June. Okay, cool. Well, we'll be listening. Uh, And as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback and ideas. Like Philip said earlier, you can reach us at thehorrorreturns at uh, gmail.com. Also, look for us on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, etc. So next week, uh, I think we're going to be covering the new movie, The Mummy, which is going to... uh, kick off the new what is it what is it called dark universe brian dark universe unless uh this uh legal thing happens with uh warner brothers uh-oh well we'll we'll, uh, we'll check it out and we'll also watch the original 1932 universal version of the mummy as well oh, nice uh so until the horror returns again denny bunry <laughs> or uh, in English, good night.